Hello, fellow homebrewers. JP here, and I want to introduce to you the brand new Brew Built X1 Conical Series available at More Beer. More Beer sells the highest standard in homebrewing equipment, and the Brew Built Conicals are just that. They're made from mere polished 304 stainless steel, and they come with loads of features that you and I have been looking for. They have a full two inch bottom dump valve, which will eliminate your clogging issues, while the sturdy base includes four reinforced legs, just like those big pro tanks do. More Beer also carries the Brew Built line of options and add ons like casters, pressure kits, and even external glycol chillers. So you can find out more about the new Brew Built X1 Conical Uni Tanks by going over to morebeer.com for detailed videos on the entire line of Brew Built Conicals. You can trust Brew Built with your next fermentation, and you can trust More Beer to find the right conical for you. Brew Built at morebeer.com. This Friday, your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley! It's anger! Let me at him! Fear! Safety checklist is complete! Disgust! Ew! Ew! Ugh. Sadness is in the house! Oh no! Hello, I'm Anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going! Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. Home brewers, craft brewers, beer lovers, beer drinkers. Get ready for an all new experience in information exchange and beer culture. Your only source, only source for live beer radio that brings expert brewers from around the globe right to your home. You're not just listening to broadcasters, it's the Brewcasters! Good evening and welcome to the Brewcast, everybody. My name's Justin Crossley and uh, I'm your host. You can also call me Brewcaster J. Your host is also Brewcaster D. Daniela here with us today. Good evening. As usual. Of course, your other host is Dr. Scott, the, uh, the undeniable, unchallenged. <laughs> I'm challenged. Dr. Scott. How you doing? And JP hanging out with us today, who, by the way, JP, in our newsletter, yes. I, for the first time, have officially dubbed you Brewcaster JP. Wow. How about oh, that, huh? Moving up. Yeah. Wow. You're, uh, you're Brewcaster. Is that a unilateral Thank decision? you very much. It wasn't. Uh, uh, what I are you on the board now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, really, I was not consulted. <laughs> really, I just needed content for the newsletter. <laughs> yeah, so that one word. So I figured if I turn Brewcaster JP, it would work. Welcome to the show, everybody. We have a, a fantastic show planned for you today. I'm, I'm excited about it. I'll tell you guys, um, I haven't been excited about radio like I am today in a long time. Really? You're and I don't excited. know why. But I'm real. I'm just real stoked to be here. And I, uh, we, we've got great guests and a great show lined up. Um, we're doing some good things for people today. I had a good time on the FM show with a, a band, Cold Hot Crash. I got to listen to a little bit of that. Did, did you listen to their live set there? Yeah. 
Well, I'll tell you what. For those of you who missed it, fear not because they're coming on tonight's show too. Oh, no, really? I was wondering about oh, that. Nice. Cool. They're going to be here uh, later on in the show, and they're going to do a live set for us. For those of you who don't know who Cold Hot Crash is, uh, if you've ever wondered who the band is that I play sort of often on on the breaks, and for you podcasters, a lot of times I forget to mention who the band is. It's usually Cold Hot Crash, and people have uh, had. Uh, a uh, really great response to them, so I asked them to come and do this show with us, too. That's cool. cool. I was wondering so, if you are going to have them come over for that. Yeah, they're going to come in and drink some beer and, and play some music for us a little later in the show, and I'm excited about that. And then also, we've got the editor of uh, one of my favorite brew magazines, Brew Your Own Magazine. Chris Colby is is with us today. Good. And not only are we going to talk about the magazine, which, which I think is cool, we've never done a um, a show with another sort of entity like we do mm-hmm. you know that's all about giving out the beer information and yeah, stuff so yeah. that, so it's cool i'm excited about having chris colby on here not only are we going to talk about the magazine but i guess the guy's really good and and this is perfect timing the guy's really good at making sour beers at home and it's weird that he told me that as i was booking the show because after last week's show i was picking doc's brain about doc you gotta tell me how i can brew sour beers at home so it's perfect timing as we've been talking about these sour beers and everyone seems to be getting into them chris colby's going to help us learn how to brew them at home and of course so's dr scott it's it's awesome when you can have somebody you know give you that kind of information firsthand you can read and read and a lot of it's dated material and you know when you got somebody that's Made a lot of it, screwed up some of it. Uh, there's a lot of lot of things that go along into making it along the way. It's not where you just brew one day and you have beer at the end. Yeah. Right. There's a lot of stuff in between because it's a long brewing process until uh, it's done. I was actually going to brew this weekend, but I, I didn't get around to it. But I was going to make a sour beer. Oh, is that right? Yeah. So uh, I'm, I'm kind of glad that I didn't get around to it so I can do it next weekend and actually you know, not have my thumb yeah. too far up my crevasse. Yeah, I, I was thinking about getting one started here uh, pretty soon, so maybe, you know, end of the summer, maybe have something nice. Yeah. yeah. To Perfect me, time. sour beers are the queen of beers. See, people are getting angry with you mm-hmm. being a German. I know. Liking all these sour beers. We don't do sour beers as Germans, but what can For I do? For liter of ice, right? Isn't that... Uh, yeah, that's, that's true. Yeah. That's a mixed drink, though. It makes it no, so it's a, no, a mixed drink is Red Bull and vodka. It's yeah. not a, you know, come on. It's a blended beer. It's a yeah. blended beer, yes. Yeah. But so are the Lambics and the sour beers. Well, but like. y- you see, you do Berliner Weisse only in one specific region in Germany. Sour beers are not big there. Yeah. But to yeah. me, they're the best beers. Wow. I love them. Opened Pretty up a good. whole new avenue yeah. for you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm addicted. Uh-oh. They, they are. They're really good. In yeah. fact... Um, one of our forum users sent me an email, I think, or, or made a post or something, and he, and he, bas- he basically said, "Welcome to the the second largest addiction in beer, <laughs> and home brewing in general is the first one, and yeah. sour beers are yeah. the second one." And I can see that I mentioned it during last week's show that I I, I actually find myself craving them like like I do heroin. It's the same kind yeah, of a you thing. You know, just yeah. can't wait for that next fix. <laughs> yeah, I really do. <laughs> Uh, so we're going to be tasting some on the air about today, the same too, of money too. And uh, we'll talk about that <laughs> <Yeah>. later. <laughs> Get your questions ready. You can join Daniela in the chat room and ask all the questions that you want. Also, you can call us at 888-401-BEER, or you can Skype us. Our Skype name is Brewing Network. And you can get all your questions answered that way. Um, so we're going to get into everything. Uh, lest you think you're in the wrong place and you're a, a new listener, you're in the right place. This week is the last week that we're going to register people to win a conical in the Brewing Network's Conical Christmas, courtesy of Beer, Beer, and More Beer and HCA Industries. It's the last chance to get registered. Last. Tonight. 
None more. Yeah. Now, you podcasters, you're going to have a few extra days, so don't worry about that. If you're listening to this archive, we're going to tell you here in the middle of the show how you, too, are going to register. But this episode is your last chance, and on next Sunday's show, we're going to have our big holiday party on the air, and we're going to be giving away two conical fermenters, courtesy of Beer, Beer, and More Beer and HCA Industries. That's right. Stainless. That's right. Stainless. You've heard the promos. You know what they're like. They're great. Um, So hang in there. We're going to tell you how you can do it. In fact, I'm going to tell you here in in just a minute. So a great show planned for you, but I do have to get serious on you for a second. And I mean it. There's something important going on in brewing that we want to talk about. And uh, JP actually first brought it to my attention, and uh, we weren't sure what we could do to help. And we've come up with with, with a way that we, we think we can really help people uh, help out in this matter. And I want to talk to you folks at home. Uh, we're going to have to band together on this kind of thing. And, and JP and I are going to work on some other things yeah. uh, to, to, to help it along. And you'll hear more about that on next week's show. But what I want to talk about is uh, there's a woman by the name of Linda Stark. And Linda Stark has worked in, in the beer industry and particularly with the Brewers Association for years and she was primarily the liaison to brewers in organizing festivals, in, in setting up them, getting there and advertising and getting the festivals organized. So if you look at it that way, she's directly related to you as, as a beer lover. When, when we, and, and we talk about it a lot here on the shows when we go to these beer festivals that the BA puts on. Obviously, the GABF is, is one of the big ones. Um, the the national homebrew competition mm-hmm. that's another one uh, conference and she has a, she's always had an integral part in bringing the brewers and, and putting things together and making these things happen well she's also been battling lung cancer for um, a little over a year now and she went through chemotherapy for just under a year um, just your regular, you go in, you know, they find out that you have cancer and they, they start you automatically on, on chemotherapy. And after she finished it, after almost a year of that, uh, you go in for your checkup. And, uh, and by the way, I've, I've been through this. I, I've told you this story about my, my very good friend who passed away leukemia and the same thing. She went through the whole, uh, the chemo treatment and then you, you think everything's done and, and the doctors tell you it's gone, but you gotta go back and, and get your checkup. And, and when Linda went back, uh, she found out that it, the, that the cancer ha- it hadn't gone after all, and it came back, and uh, the doctors pretty much told her there's nothing we can do. You know, we we did the chemo, and and that's what we do here in the U.S. And uh, there's not not much we can tell you. So Linda and her family, I imagine, took it upon themselves to look for alternative treatments, and they did find one. They found one in Germany, which uh, is close to home for us, of course. Yeah. Uh, they found it in in Cologne, Germany. And it's a three-part treatment. It's experimental here in the U.S., but they've been having great results with her type of cancer over in Germany. And she wants to undergo that treatment. And, in fact, she's she's already started to, to have those. I think she's had one of the three treatments. The problem here is, and, and this is where we come in, and this is why I'm telling you this story. The problem is that uh, Linda's insurance, and, and anybody's insurance for that matter, just so you know if this ever, uh, God forbid, happens to others, uh, insurance companies won't cover experimental treatments. Um, even if they're showing strong results in other countries like Germany, um, insurance companies, they, they just won't cover it if it's not a proven treatment. That's one of their clauses usually. They just want to get out of pain. So yeah. it's one of their clauses. Anything experimental. They won't do. Nope. Even in dentistry. 
Yeah. All right, so same thing. Yeah. yeah. Whatever the treatment is. So let me give you some numbers. Uh, Linda has decided to get these treatments one way or another in Germany. She's already gone for the first, like I said. And there's three treatments, and they're fifteen thousand dollars a piece. Every time she goes, it's fifteen thousand dollars to uh, to get one of these treatments. And um, it seems to me that any time you get to a, a point where you know somebody tells you there's nothing that they can do, and, and you find a, another way, you know something that you can do, uh, that you, you you should do whatever you can to make it happen. Absolutely. And a lot of times you need help to do that. And a lot of the people at the Brewers Association are, and, and Linda's from, from, uh, Colorado, uh, they're doing fundraisers and things like that and trying to raise awareness mm-hmm. and money for Linda because, uh, I think everybody knows that working in beer doesn't make you rich. You do it because you love it. You, you, you know, you love beer and there's not a lot of money involved and, uh, needless to say, Linda is, isn't rich. So we're going to do a fundraiser for Linda Stark and we want you guys to participate too. And I'm not trying to give a big downer here. In fact, I think this is a very positive thing yes. because mm-hmm. everybody talks about the community of beer and homebrewing and, and how much everybody's involved in trying to help each other out. And I think uh, we ought to go ahead and, and practice what we preach and uh, and go ahead and come together as a community here. So we've got a couple of things in place where we can help do this. Now, we're going to accept donations today through our website uh, on the donate button right on the brewingnetwork.com uh, during today's live show for Linda. And um, for our part, and, and, and we're going to do some more next week that I'll let you guys know. We just have to get everything together. For our part, every penny that you donate will go directly to Linda. Now, when you donate via PayPal, I know you guys are thinking, you know, if you donate uh, $50, PayPal takes a little bit of money out, and that's true, and it works the same with our donate button. But the Brewing Network is going to cover everything that uh, that PayPal takes out. So if you donate $50 or whatever it is that you donate, if you donate $5 today for Linda, $5, we're, we're going to write a check for $5 to Linda Stark, and we're going to do that. Now, as an incentive, as if you need one, uh, there's a, there's a couple of things that we're going to do. For every $20 donation that we get during today's show, and we'll check it out and confirm that we've gotten it, and, and you don't have to worry about that. It's easy to see who donated. Uh, for every $20 donation we get during today's show, we're going to send you a prize. And Beer, Beer, and More Beer is helping us out with that, too, to make sure that we have enough to give everybody. But we got a lot of T-shirts, and I got some American Brew DVDs here, and we got a hat from Beach Chalet, for conical. example. And <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a conical to give a prize. But Scott's conical. For, for every $20 today, uh, we're, we're going to give you a prize. That's awesome. Now, I know it's the holiday season and, and money's tight, and, and believe me, it's tight for everybody, uh, us included. So not everybody can donate 20 bucks, and that's okay, because we're also going to do something else. As you know, we've been registering two live listeners per week for, for the Conical Giveaway, and then one podcaster. Well, as one of the registrations today, one way to register, if you donate any amount, I don't care what it is, if it's a dollar, all right, if you donate any amount today... During the show, we're going to put your name in a hat, and we're just going to do a drawing. Oh, nice. So any donation gets you in the drawing, and we'll pick one name as a registrant for today for the conical. So it's a piece of cake. That's great. If you got a dollar, if you got two dollars, whatever you got, hit the donate button. It's right on our homepage, thebrewingnetwork.com, and we'll put your name in that hat. And then at the end of the show, like we always do, you know, when we're announcing who's registered for today, we'll draw a name out of there, and and it's it's just an, an extra chance for you to register for the conical. 
So we're going to do that for you. And uh, we'll also have another giveaway because, like we said, we register two people. Mm-hmm. And we'll do a fun one later on. We're gonna, we got a good game for, you know, planned for you guys, too, to, to register for the Conical. So that's the important stuff, guys. I really wanted to talk to you about that because I think it's important that uh, we come together and we help each other out. It's $15,000 for every treatment yeah. she gets. You're, you're absolutely right about the uh, the community thing. I mean, Lin- Linda has been involved in, in on both sides of the home brewing and the, the commercial brewing for uh, from years and years and years. And and she is responsible for a lot of the stuff, a lot of the rise in home brewing. Maybe not in the you know go out there and beat the streets kind of way that you know Papazian is or whatever, but um, behind the scenes, yeah, behind the scenes, everyone everyone needs a, a good foundation behind them, and, and she is the the rock of that place. And and they uh, they miss her a lot and. And um, she was great. I had the opportunity to work with her for for a lot of years, and and yeah. um, she's she's a great person. Yeah. Loves beer, loves home brewing, and um, highly involved. Highly involved. Yeah, exactly. And and this is this is great. And I hope uh, we can really help her out. Well, you want to raise something, and anything helps. Obviously, I know that, you know some of you. You guys have been in situations that even if it's a daunting amount of cash, man, anything helps. And so that's what we're going to try to do here today. And we're going to do it next week too. We got a whole other thing planned for you next week. So uh, we really want you guys to to jump in here if you want. More information about Linda and and what's going on. Uh, a great place to do it is on Jay Brooks Beer Blog, and it's uh, Brookston dot org slash beer. Or if you go to our blog, uh, right on our homepage, there's a Brewcaster blog button. Click that, and he's linked right to our blog. So if you've already got that in your favorites or something, you'll find it. And he's got a picture of Linda on the page, and he keeps he's updating us about what's happening. So you can find out where she is in the progress of the treatment and how things are going, whether she's in Germany or whether she's back home in Denver, and you can find out all that um, through that. So I encourage you to, you know, if you want more information, you can you can find it there. Our sponsor, H2, Brian, H2 in the chat room, Brian, in real world, uh, is coming through too. He just offered he's going to match anything up to $500 tonight that we raise. So if we raise a total of $500, he's going to chime in with another $500. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. That's fantastic. All right, so so there you go, guys. There's a, a little a little goal for you. If you if you donate twenty bucks at a time, not only are you going to get a prize, but uh, H two from HCA Industries there is going to match it up to, up to five hundred yeah. bucks, and that's a cool thing to do. And every little bit's going to help. And I think we've got a matching thing, uh, hopefully for next week too, so that really uh, it's kind of stretching your bucks. You know, a little yeah. two for one action. Yeah, you know, you get a prize, she gets a prize, right? That's right. So. Um, like I said, it's just it's important that we we actually follow through on, on what we we preach all the time, and that's that that's that we're a community. So let's help out a community member that's done done plenty of help for you uh, by putting these festival festivals together and oh, yeah. and getting good beer there and that whole bit. Okay, so please help us out. I'll be doing an announcement uh, later on in the show, just as a reminder that it's one way to to register for the conical today. Let me just say the reactions in the chat room so far have been overwhelming. Um, one of our listeners, Rich, he just donated a hundred dollars. Fantastic. Um, wow. People donating $20, $5, people really helps. wanting to come through. Yeah. Every cool. single dollar that you can spare helps That's because right. it's a dollar closer to the final goal. Yes. That's amazing. And anything you can spare, you can do it. And it'll get you in the bucket for a conical. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, the $20 ones goes in, the dollar ones goes in, everybody goes in. Um, you can get a t-shirt and a conical maybe. You never know. <laughs> yeah, that's right. The odds may work out that the way. The odds are great. Yes. So, um, and, and thank you to everybody, you know, just, just for listening and, uh, and, and letting us do that, uh, for Linda and, 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 uh, we're gonna keep you up to date uh, about the whole thing and, yeah. and we're gonna do something again next week. Okay? So, in lieu of our normal feedback segment, segment, uh, that's what we did. So there's no feedback today. <laughs> Doc, I'm sorry I don't get to play the theme song for you. 
Damn. <laughs> uh, instead, we're going to move right to uh, Daniela's world vigorously, which, uh, listen, I don't care what's going on. We couldn't do without. So, uh, we can do without my theme song, but, <laughs> but not without Daniela's okay. world vigorously. So let's find out what's happening in Daniela's world and have ourselves a nice show. Well, I've been researching stupid laws all week long, and I was amazed by the amount of laws that there are out there that are stupid. You could do an entire network about stupid laws. And, and it we could should. be the stupidlaws.com network radio show with, program. With you, JP. You should be in, in marketing. <laughs> they don't have one already? Yeah. As a matter of fact, I am in marketing, see? <laughs> there you go. But you don't like lawns? Is it you like grass? You have a, a thing about grass? No. Never mind. Okay, go ahead. I don't. I don't get it either. <laughs> I heard lawn. Can we? Can we mute him? Go. Yes. I'll uh, consider him muted. Thank but you. But I. Re- <laughs> so, anyways, there is stupid laws all over the place. Uh, for example, in Thailand, it is illegal to leave your house if you are not wearing underwear. How really? No. Yeah. It, it, it. Well, I don't know how they check on people if they wear underwear, but how? what do you do as a girl if you wear white pants? You cannot wear underwear. It's impossible. And how you know, cool every, is every it? Every time I see a girl with white pants now, that's what I'm going to be thinking. <laughs> and how cool is it that... Uh, to be the guy who gets to check if uh, yeah. you're wearing the panty checker. You know? Yeah, uh, that's his job. Yes. Like, Don't tell Britney Spears to go to Thailand. <laughs> yeah. Need a search warrant? What do you do? I check panties. Okay. <laughs> I find it amazing. I couldn't do it living there. Switzerland, um, our friends there in the Alps, they have a bunch of very weird laws. For examples, clothes may not be hung to dry on Sundays for whatever reason. Really? You may not wash your car on Sundays. And that's like one of the biggest car wash days here in the United States, yeah, isn't it? That's what we do. We uh, read the Bible when we're washing our cars. <laughs> and now, this one really disgusts me. It is illegal to flush the toilet after 10 p.m. What? <laughs> yes. So, it, it, so the old, if it's brown, let it drown, doesn't apply after 10 o'clock? Apparently, it's illegal. You might be fine if you do it. You gotta let your poo mellow? <laughs> no, yes. it's the yellow gets to mellow and the brown gets let it drown. down. Again, how do they know? How do they know? You can yeah. smell that one. Everybody yeah. knows that. Oh, man. You're if your house doesn't smell, you've broken the law. You flushed. Oh. <laughs> and a man may not relieve himself while standing up after 10 p.m. So you <laughs> guys sit after 10 p.m., but you may not flush. <laughs> I tend to sit down after 10 p.m. anyway, so I'm, I'm okay no, with I, that. I sit down in the morning. My kids call it morning position because <laughs> I'm just too tired to aim. <laughs> Doc does the sit me. I'll do the sit and pee. And kids the, know in, about it. I'll, oh, yeah. I yeah you're sitting th- down. Yeah, yeah, just peeing. <laughs> just having a... But mommy does that. All right, like, it's morning position. I'm too tired. In, in the morning, do you guys switch? Does she stand up and you sit down? <laughs> yeah. No. See, I'll only do the sit down in the middle of the night because if you turn on the lights, it hurts your eyes right. and everything. You know, you got to adjust to the light. Yeah. I have night lights in my bathroom. By the stage of our state of our restroom in the mornings, I doubt that, Justin. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's because I, I don't do the morning position. Oh, I do the night I position. I understand. Yeah. In the United Kingdom, it is illegal to be drunk on licensed premises, any bars or pubs. You cannot be drunk there. What's <laughs> you that can't, You can't about? be drunk where you get drunk? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Not where you're drinking. 
Don't get drunk where you drink. <laughs> and then this one in the United Kingdom. It is illegal for two adult men to have sex in the same house as a third person. Well, that's uh, that's a worthy law. Yeah, that's a standard. <laughs> whatever that policy. means. In Italy... It's a standard. <laughs> it's in every constitution, yeah. I think. Yeah. If there's a third person? Yeah. yeah. That's just weird. <laughs> if there's a third person. Well, because it's impolite. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you, know? you don't want to force your, yourself upon I someone. I mean, it's just rude. But a third person just has to be in the house. doesn't even have to be in the same room. Well, it's, it's well, rude. So wait, wait. Two girls and a guy is cool, but not, but not two, two guys, guys and a girl. Yeah. Exactly. Or not three guys. That's what the law says in the United Kingdom. It didn't say anything about three guys. It didn't say no. That's no. fine, apparently. Even <laughs> the doc to figure that one out, too. What's great, about, if, you think of, if you think about these laws, is, uh, if, is it, you try to imagine the lawmakers sitting around in their room when they yeah. were doing it, and they're yeah. like... Yeah, yeah, we need that right. Law. I don't want them doing that while I'm in the house. Yeah, <laughs> make it a law. Exactly. You know, it. Yeah, no, it's, no standing up after ten. Yeah, what's going on that they need this law? <laughs> and they all. It was like a consensus yeah. of a bunch of idiots. You know. I don't know. I can't Mail. sleep. Well, why not? Well, Dave and Alex were hitting it last <laughs> night, and I just I can't I can't focus anymore. We need a law. <laughs> Okay, I'm with you. <laughs> Done. Oh, probably the guy who's making the law had a gay son. And he just his, <laughs> he son was moved, his son moved back in. He just did not want that going, so he made a law. That could have been it. It's true. <laughs> Doc's got good logic. He does. Cases. Yeah, he should be a lawmaker. Yeah. In Italy, any man who wears a skirt must be arrested. There you go. Which, no. I, which explains to me why the Vatican is neutral in that matter and doesn't belong to Italy anymore because those guys there, like the Pope and all them, they wear skirts all day. Yeah, well, that's a dress. They wear a dress. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. It's so what a Utila kilt. Yeah, that's why there's no, there's not a whole lot of Scottish in Italy. I not think. too many nah. there. Scotch, Scottish. You got any beer laws in there? No, I don't think so. Because who needs to make weird laws about beer? Yeah. Uh, Those all exist in the U.S. Actually, yeah, I, I say the east, the eastern states have all that. Yeah. So. In Australia, it is illegal to wear hot pink pants after midday Sunday. <laughs> That's why Oz hangs uh, out at home all day. Yeah. That's obvious. <laughs> yeah. In China, you must be, by law, intelligent to go to college, which is basically a good idea. I like that yeah. law. You should actually have to be intelligent to speak. I yes. think that'd be a good law. Right. I guess our show would go off well, the Well, don't they just drown them? <laughs> they just drown their unintelligent? Yeah. yeah. If, hey, if they can't swim, really? they can't figure it out on their own, then they don't deserve <laughs> to live, They're right? They're too stupid yeah. to live. <laughs> You can't figure out how to tread water. <laughs> in France, you must not name your pig Napoleon. <laughs> of course. <laughs> that yeah, makes a lot it's of frowned sense. upon. I mean, some of these are so obvious, I don't know why they created a law. And, and that's the thing, actually. Some of those things are just so self-explanatory. They're common sense. Why would you yeah. need a law for that? Right. And some why others would you are need just a name outrageous. for your pig? Yeah. <laughs> now, of course, the country with uh, the insane amount of weird laws is the United States and of all course. the different states here. In Connecticut, for example, in order for a pickle to officially be considered a pickle, it must bounce. <laughs> and you just, you just throw it against something and see if it bounces? <laughs> I don't know. I like That's my home state, yeah. by the way, folks. Uh, proud, uh, to, proud to say. Pickle bouncers. All, so the, all the lot of you. You're all pickle bouncers. <laughs> the state of the bouncing pickle. Yeah. It's on your license plate? Yes. Yeah, Thank I bet his pickle don't bounce. <laughs> <laughs> it's like an or- it's a it's a it's a man law. Yeah, there it's, you go. Uh, hey, I bet his pickle don't bounce, yeah. and I bet he wears hot pink afternoon <laughs> on Sunday. But not hot blue. Hot blue is okay. What else you got? Electric. If blue. you tie an elephant to a parking meter in Florida, the parking fee has to pay.
rotate just like if it was a vehicle. Right. <laughs> you got to take it on your elephant. <laughs> Where do you stick that on the tusk? Somebody tied their elephant to a, elephant to a meter <laughs> to get that law. All of these Man. had to have happened for people just to pass these laws. But it had to happen enough to where they actually thought. Yeah, it happened often. Yes. <laughs> no, I can park it here. No, you can't. Yeah. You well, move this pachyderm. I saw those other three guys parking their elephants. <laughs> I can do it, too. <laughs> and now this one makes me feel really bad for our friends in Florida. When having sex, only the missionary position is legal. Yeah. That's just terrible. Crotch, I'm sorry, dude. Outside yeah. the law. Crotch, rot, sorry, bud. And you must not fart in public place after 6 p.m. Crotch, I'm sorry, bud. <laughs> Why after 6? I myself have violated that law several times <laughs> in Florida. Over the summer, yes. Also in Florida, it's considered an offense to shower naked. What are you, th- what are you showering? That is one then? I have not committed. In <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not in Florida. You're good on that one. Yeah, I'm good. What does it say you're supposed to do? Uh, nothing. Just wear no, that wash. Just not naked. The washcloth needs to be handy. <laughs> and then also, you are not allowed to break more than three dishes per day or chip the edges of more than four cups uh, and or saucers a day. Well, that makes sense. Can you make some match? <laughs> <laughs> I broke two saucers and a plate. Yeah, add that up. Yeah, you're still good. <laughs> and you must not kiss your wife's breast. Really? Yes. So only missionary and never kiss the, the titties. <laughs> well, he didn't We're say anything about like. These wonder really. why I hate Florida. They didn't, they didn't say anything about uh, not cutting or grabbing or punching though. So yeah, I think we're all kiss. okay. Yeah. yeah. In Georgia, are you sure these are real laws? These are real laws. I don't know in uh, to what extent they're still being enforced, and if you could go to yeah. court for them. Well, you found them online. I so found them online, and the internet. The real. internet never lies. Yeah. We all oh, know yeah. that. In Georgia, no one, no one may carry an ice cream cone in their back pocket if it's Sunday. <laughs> you know, or ever, <laughs> you idiot. Let's just make that forever. Yeah. <laughs> in Arizona, donkeys cannot sleep in bathtubs, and also hunting camels is prohibited. Uh, like that, the, the camels are hunters, or that the camels are being hunted. Can, uh, camels must not be hunted. I see. Mm-hmm. And you also. <laughs> what does the noise? season start for a camel? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it must be a hunting camel. <laughs> and <laughs> in Arizona, uh, in Arizona, you may only have two dildos in one home. <laughs> Dude, sounds like a camel. Be very, very quiet. Yeah. Two dildos in one hole? Is that what you said? In one home. Oh, <laughs> oh, home. Okay. oh my God. Say, there's another logical that needs one. to be censored. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'll bleep that. Uh, in sure California, and that just shows how superficial our state is, the sunshine is guaranteed to the masses. Hey, I like that law. What does it do you mean? Think, do you think anybody... Hey, you, you can't have any sunlight, <laughs> but it's guaranteed. Do you think anybody told, you know, the the hemisphere? <laughs> anybody told, like, the uh, cloud formation that we're entitled to our sun? Because it's raining today. Can we sue the state? For violating yeah. our right to sunshine? Yeah. You might be on a thing here, Jake. Yeah. Next time I'm in solitary lockdown, I'm going to pull that one. Yeah. I'm entitled to my sun. I appreciate the law in Mississippi. A man may not seduce a woman by, by lying and claiming he will marry her. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's important. I promise yeah. I love you and I will marry you. And I, I will never die. I will never die. <laughs> I will never that. go to Mississippi. There's a lot of people not getting laid in yeah. Mississippi. If I went there, I would never get any. In right. Nebraska, here's a beer one. It is illegal for bar owners to sell beer unless they are simultaneously brewing a kettle of soup. Yes, I've heard this one. Really? Yes. <laughs> 
What is that? Yes, I've heard that one. <laughs> they don't have to serve the soup or anything. They just have to be to be brewing. In it. fact, I think Justin, uh, you even spoke that one. Did I? Yeah, it was one of the early shows. I might have. Yes, sounds very yeah. All right. Anything else in Daniela's world? I think that's about it. Okay. Thank you very much. Now you know all of the stupid things around the world, or at least in our country. That's true. <laughs> in Connecticut. Thank you, Daniela. <laughs> What would we do without German music? I do not know. Neither do I. It would be a sad, sad world. <laughs> all right, everybody. You t- are tuned into the right place. It's, it's a beer show, after all. And when we come back, we're going to get Chris Colby from Brew Your Own Magazine on the line with us. And uh, he's going to help us uh, learn all about the magazine and then learn how to brew sour beers at home. And I'm looking forward to that. We've also got the band Cold Hot Crash coming in with us later. Plus, your chance to register to win a conical courtesy of Beer, Beer, and More Beer and HC Industries. Hang in there, because we'll be right back. You're listening to the Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Coming this Christmas. It began life in the very bowels of the earth. A ferrous chromium alloy melted in an electric furnace at temperatures exceeding 1300 degrees Celsius. It has nearly 80 millimeters of sanitary welds. Tensile strength, 579 megapascals. A milliliter capacity of more than 46,000. Its lid seals with a superhuman ethylene propylene dyeing monomer gasket. Its racking arm rotating. Its dump valve full port. Yeast and tube collect down a slope of precisely 60 degrees. Standing more than 30 American inches tall. It's the Brewing Network's conical Christmas giveaway. Sponsored by Beer, Beer and More Beer at morebeer.com and HCA Industries at hcaind.com. Listen now through December 10th for your chance to register to win one of two B3 conical fermenters on the Brewing Network. Come on, thank God, not a moment too soon. Oh, oh, mm. There's no one in the room, right? All right. That's a really hard line. You wrote it. What's with the Abacast dream? God damn it. Oh, these are really hard. I'm just going to have to do this a bunch of times. Who wrote this shit? You know what? Go ahead and start me over. And just trash that, trash that whole take. Hit that fucking whirlpool by Garosli. <sighs> Holy shit, I need some air. Damn, my yeast will not proof in my... Oh, Oh my God, I'm so white. (laughs) Okay. Proof and fucking boobs being rude and my kid pulled the back out to save that a whole lot faster. This whole chat room I want now. Justin, shit, that's a lot of words. 
G, why don't you push eject me? I'm screaming Gucci when D pushes me off the screen. Ow. I'm screaming Gucci when D pushes me off the screen. Jum, blah, blah. That's the end of that. Then we're off into the pseudo chorus. I just got booted out of the chat room. Oh, I was so in the groove on the last one. That was crap. Holy shit, I just got booted out of the fucking chat room. <laughs> yeah, the last. Sweet shit that likes my banero, big damn. But you still not proof and I'm not out of air. Dogs, little boys in my ear screaming. I realize that I'm missing two whole bars of lyrics. Damn, play useful, not proof, and fucking boobs being rude, my kid. I, that one's impossible. Think I can't think, but then I hear Doc's little voice in my ear. This is where it just goes falls apart. I don't know how this worked in my head. Motherfucker, drink! Drink! Oh, man, it's deep. Yeah, that always kind of irked me. That part's easy. It's how do I fit all that other crap in there? Alright, that's probably good enough for now. Oh, that's funny. Is that you? Oh, that's me. Shit. I'm throwing down an angry rap song. Oh, what time is it? Probably within the next 20 minutes. <laughs> I love you, sweetie. Okay, running out of time. That's the gay version. Okay, don't even think about putting that on there. <laughs> this is just pathetic, isn't it? Look at the two jerk-offs. I bet I don't have like a good ripping fart right now or something. Wait, uh, I'm actually touching cloth. <laughs> Doc's little voice in my head screaming. Are you gonna make Bernie man? Kill JP. <coughs> it really sounds like I'm on the pot, doesn't it? <laughs> I think it does. Oh, this is a disfend. Take a crap. I'm out. And now back to the Brewcaster. The Brewcaster. On the Brewing Network. If you think that's rock and roll, wait till we get Cold Hot Crash in here later on in the show. They're going to be doing a live performance toward the end. But not before we get through Chris Colby, who I'm going to be getting on the line here in just a couple minutes. And we're going to be talking about Brew Your Own Magazine and also how to brew sour beers. But even before that... We've got our good friend Sean O'Sullivan on the line who hasn't been on the show in a couple weeks, and uh, we miss him. So, uh, Sean, how are you? How you doing, my friend? We're doing real well. And and where are you? I am uh, sitting on a 737 in Portland, Oregon. It's about ready to fly back to uh, Oakland. Is that right? As you know, I was uh, uh, I was under uh, the effects of pneumonia, and I decided to celebrate it by flying to Portland and going to 14 uh, breweries and uh, and uh, and tap bars around the city. Hey, that's the best cure I can think of. Yeah, it's exactly. funny because uh, actually, O'Sullivan called me yesterday, and and this is what the is what the conversation sounded like. Hey, hey, Sean, where are you? <coughs> I'm in a bar <coughs> in Oregon, <coughs> and he's choking in between every word. No, I was down for the count. I lost a lot of weight, which Stephanie, of course, appreciated. And, uh, yeah, nice. But uh, we uh, were starting to sell our beer up here at the 21st Amendment uh, 
at 563 2nd Street, anyway, uh yes. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so uh, we came up here and we just kind of uh, bopped around. Motor was up here and Steve, uh, my old assistant, and we just went around a couple of different places that were serving our beers and it was a lot of fun, actually. So for our listeners in Oregon, then, this is big news that you're distributing your beer up there. Where can they find it? Uh, yeah, you can find it actually at Henry's, which is the old Blitz Whitehorn Brewery, which is a uh, restaurant tap bar right now on Burnside. Also, the uh, uh, Rose and the Raindrop, the Horse Brass, uh, nice. and Concordia, which is a great beer bar. We just came from there actually before we went to the airport. Great beers on draft there, and uh, it was a lot of fun. It wasn't. It was raining. It wasn't too bad, but uh, we had a blast. It was a phenomenal. Just okay. two days. We came here Friday night and. Uh, we're just leaving right now, so. So there you go. You can find 2-1-A in Oregon, and when you go order the beer, tell them you heard about it at the Brewing Network. And if they give you a blank stare, cut their tip in half. Exactly. Definitely do that. <laughs> you know, if they, if they go, oh yeah, that's great, then you, you double it, my friend. <laughs> if they just walk away like, mm, but, yeah. yeah, they're just like, ah, whatever. Drink your beer, jerk off. <laughs> there would be no tip for you. Alright, nope. well that's awesome. I'm glad that your beer's getting up there. Um, hey Sully, next week is our final show of the year, so I'm hoping you're gonna make it on for our... Uh... I will definitely be there. Okay, even if you've still got pneumonia. Can I do one plug? Yes. I'll be on KFOG uh, this Friday at 7 o'clock in the morning. Be sure to check me out there. KFOG.com, and, everybody. And one more time. And one more. Yes. Stephanie says hello. Oh, very, very nice. Cool. Say hello to Stephanie, and we're glad that you're slimmer for her. And JP, uh, put your uh, put your pants back on. <laughs> Good you know, I, I heard you on the phone, so I grabbed my uh, my phone and started texting like crazy just just to try to fit in with you. Because like you, I'm a texting whore. <laughs> That's true. You know me oh too well. Thanks, Sully. All right, guys. Take care, man. Take All right, later. I thought you were like not supposed to use your phone on the. Well, uh, you can hear the on the uh, ground now. You can hear the stewardess in the background uh, saying, you "Turn know. your phone off, <laughs> jackass." Yeah. You can use your cushion as a flotation device, and he's talking about dying from whooping cough or whatever he has. Yeah, and everybody in the plane's just loving that. Yeah, uh, pneumonia, 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 and <laughs> everybody, everybody three places around, and we're just like, "Oh God, I'm on a plane with this guy." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yes, Daniela. I have an update for you in our fundraiser here. Okay. Cool. Okay. It looks like I've, um, don't hold me onto this because I just calculated in my head, uh, but it looks like we have, um, already donations of $529. Wow. Are you serious? Yes. Holy cow. And I want to thank everybody who has donated. Just a few names. Um, Mika, Philip, Andrew, Andy, Tanya, Brian, um, wow. Vichita, Robert, Michael, Boop. Um, this is a company I don't know. Robert, Misty Rose, Gregory, Eric, Stephen, Patrick, Gary, another Stephen, and Ryan. So far, I see them in our PayPal account. Thank you so much. It's awesome. highly appreciated. Amazing. That is that's worth an applause. Yeah, here. absolutely. That's a lot of money. I moved. If you're just tuning in, we're accepting donations for Linda Stark, who is in the Brewers Association, and uh, she's battling cancer. She's undergoing an experimental treatment, which her insurance doesn't cover, and she needs our help. So uh, we're just asking everybody to give anything that they can. Every $20 donation gets you a gift from uh, the Brewing Network and Beer, Beer, and More Beer, and any donation of any amount puts your name in a hat to possibly become registered to win a conical yeah. today. So uh, a lot Lots of reasons uh, other than just to, to help Linda because she needs it. So if you're just tuning in, that's what we're doing. Okay, we got to get to Chris Colby. Chris Colby's got to bail us out here because we've we've hardly talked about anything beer. We've been on the air for for 45 minutes and uh, and, and hardly said a word except for like two one a. Chris Colby, are you there, <laughs> sir? Chris, Hello? you there? Yeah, I'm here. There he is. All right, fantastic. Welcome to the show, Chris. Thanks for having me. 
Now, editor of uh, Brew Your Own Magazine, if you don't know Chris, he's uh, not just a, a magazine editor, but he's a, a beer guy all around and uh, writes articles in there and uh, has been involved in beer. How long have you been involved in the in the whole beer scene, even outside of Brew Your Own, Chris? Um, I started brewing in maybe 1990, 91, somewhere in there. Okay. I was in a grad school, and uh, I had heard that uh, a couple of the other grad students there brewed beer, and, you know, I was interested. I asked, it about, asked them about it, and they uh, said, you know, come over. We'll brew a batch, and uh, that's how it started. And you just got hooked like the rest of us. That's mm-hmm. how it starts. It only takes one batch, you know? Yep. And then you're hooked. The first one's free, first boys. one's free, boys. <laughs> Come on. I'm not trying to hurt you. I'm just trying to help you. <laughs> All right. Well, we do want to thank you for coming on the show with us, Chris. And uh, I'm glad wh- to be here. Where are you located exactly? Uh, I live in Bastrop, Texas. It's right near uh, It's right near Austin. Okay. A good Texan boy. We got a few Texas listeners, as a matter of fact. So uh, they might be stalking you sometime soon after the show. <laughs> you got to watch out for that. We'll put your address on the website. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's start out with some general introductions. Uh, if uh, you, you're, a, you're a new brewer or, you know, have been in a hole or something and don't know what Brew Your Own Magazine is, uh, Chris Colby is the editor of that magazine, and maybe you can give us a, a brief history and description of, of the magazine, if you would, please, Chris. Yeah, uh, Brew I, or. Brew Your Own started out in California about 10 years ago, uh, and they, they published out of California for about five years, and then um, the current publisher, Brad Ring, uh, from uh, Vermont, bought the magazine, uh, moved it out there, and um, actually, coincidentally, at about that time, I started writing for them. I wrote, um, I actually wrote a humor piece, was my first uh a piece for BYO, and from there on I wrote uh, a couple other things, and pretty soon they asked me to be the new techniques columnist, and so I started writing techniques, uh, I, have to, I can't remember what the year was, about four years ago, I think, four or five. You'd probably had and a few homebrews at that point, so you don't have to remember the date. Yeah. It's fine. Uh, yeah, I'd had maybe, maybe two by <laughs> yeah, that point. That's right, but they were strong ones. Yeah, yeah, uh, barley wine. Yeah. <laughs> but so anyway, um, yeah, you know, I wrote that for a while, and then there was there was a time just after that where they uh, asked me to come be the associate editor, uh, and but at that time I had just moved to Texas, and they wanted me to uh, move out to Vermont, and there was just no way that was going to happen. And uh, yeah, it's cold there. So yeah, it's cold there. Although they do have maple syrup. That's true. So it, that's, that's, that's it. a trade-off. Yeah, that's a bonus. <laughs> but you can get that yeah. in the store, though. Freezing so. your ass off or maple syrup. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, that's that's the Vermont trade-off right there. <laughs> fresh, well, fresh maple syrup. It is. Yeah, that wasn't going to do it for me. All so right. I decided to stay in Texas. Okay. Uh well, I don't know what the trade-off here is. I was going to say, I wouldn't have done it for me either. Uh, Lone Star? <laughs> I, I'm not sure. Lone Star, Fire Ants. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Girls with big hair. And, yeah, uh, that's in Dallas, pretty much. I think either way, it's just kind of a, you know, it's, it's a moot thing. It's just like, eh, yeah. stay here, go to Vermont. It's what? Texas. It's either way. Yeah. <laughs> pond pool, pool pond. Well, you got a famous governor anyway, so that's good. You know he's the president, JP. Don't oh, look okay. at me like I'm, <laughs> like I'm a JP's looking at me like what? What governor? The, you know the governor of Vermont is you know, famous. Uh, yeah, Texas. I did catch uh, that for a while. Oh, good lord! Yeah. All right, Sorry. go Lordy, on. So Lordy. you you had become the technical editor and remained in Texas. 
Yeah, I began, um, well, I stayed there for a while and, and continued writing techniques, and then uh, the, the associate editor left, and they asked me again if I wanted to become the associate editor. And uh, that this, the second time they asked me, though, they said, you can just, you know, stay in Texas and do it. And so, uh, Or have two cases of maple syrup. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's great. So you got to telecommute then at that point. Yep, yep. So I started started working as an editor, as associate editor there, and a couple of years later, uh, I was made editor, and uh, that's pretty much the story. Okay. And so, how long have you been the editor of the magazine now? Uh, about two or three years. Okay. Three what? years, I think. It was two thousand, late two thousand three. Okay. Yeah, three years. What does it What does it mean to be the editor of something like uh, BYO Magazine? Do you actually are, are you choosing the content for the magazine? Are you in charge of the whole thing, or are you just making sure it's all intact? Well, yeah. The, as the editor, I uh, you know I look around for ideas for articles. Um, you know, and sometimes a lot of, in a lot of the issues recently, we we try to put together maybe have a couple articles of uh, you know similar. Uh, topic, you know, to try to pull together a little theme for the the issue, and so you know, once we figure out one, you know, what we want to go in the magazine, and that you know, that's a decision between me and the publisher, and you know, uh, although he lets me pretty much, you know, do what I want. That's great. Um, yeah, it, it's nice. I mean, he, you know, he's seen the the kind of ideas I came up with, so you yeah. know, and they they're okay. You know, if I started, you know, wanting to make. You know, and whole issue out of pickle beer or something. You know, sure. I'm sure he'd step in and say, uh, "No." Yeah, and, and, <laughs> and rightly so. Yeah. You know, yeah, <laughs> it's a lot like working at the Brewing Network because I let me do everything I want to <laughs> until I start to come up with bad ideas and like like making uh, JP a brewcast. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. As soon as I start coming up with ideas like that, then someone better put me in check, Doc. You know, <laughs> we're gonna have to. <laughs> And so it's a, I mean, it's a full-time gig for you running an, an entire magazine like that. Yeah, because, um, yeah, I, we put out eight issues of BYO a year. Okay. And then we also have a sister magazine, Winemaker, and there's six issues of that every year. And then we usually put out uh, a special issue. Uh, recently, in the recent years, we put out a, a few. We just put out a... A special issue of 150 clone recipes. Oh, I've seen that issue. That actually, that's a that's a sweet yeah. issue if you if you're looking for recipes. Yeah, I, I like that. Turned out pretty well. Oh. And we also got a, a Mr. Wizard book coming out pretty soon. Okay. Uh, let's in, in case again. I don't know. I always like to do the. the you got to state the obvious sometimes too, in case people have never read the magazine. Mister Wizard's a cool segment that you guys have. It's a lot like the being able to write into us and ask Doc or ask Jamil anything you want. Yeah. But you guys nice. do it monthly in in the magazine, um, where people are just asking basic questions, and Mister Wizard, who uh, he really is a, a beer wizard, uh, answers all of them. So you guys have put all of that together into into one book. Is that what you're saying? Or one yeah. magazine, I guess. Yeah, the uh, um, yeah, Mr. Wizard is uh, uh, Ashton Lewis. He's our, also our technical editor. Okay. Um, and he's you know he's a real bright uh, guy, very knowledgeable in beer. He went to you know UC Davis. Um, he's uh, currently the brewmaster at uh, Springfield Brewing Company, and uh, you know he knows the guy has a phenomenal knowledge of beer. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and every uh, issue of BYO, there's the uh, his column, which is just readers write in. You know, they ask a question, and he, you know, he answers the question. And he usually goes a little bit farther or takes a little interesting, you know, tangent along with the question. And uh, 
it's uh, for years been our most popular uh, most popular column we've had. That's great. You need that. You need the one guy, the the go to guy. I, I I learn something from it every every month, so yeah, so it gets a good column. Well, check. Let's geek out on on the wizard for just a second because in the in the pre interview I did with Chris, I I got, I got to find out a little bit about what Mister Wizard does as as his day job, and he is kind of like the equivalent of our doc in terms of the equipment that he has at his house, yeah. or, or maybe it's not <laughs> at his house, but he gets to use it every day. What's the deal with with Mister Wizard's day job? Mr. Wizard's day job, he works at a, a company called Mueller, and they're stainless steel fabricators. Yeah, and yeah. Um, they make tanks for uh, they make tanks for breweries. Uh, they may also do it for dairies and other related and pharmaceuticals. I'm not sure, but but I know they do tanks for uh, breweries. And his his job, he brews on he well he goes on site a lot when they're installing new tanks in different places and you know, does uh, sort of engineering consulting with this company. Hmm. But he's also the brewmaster at their brewery, which is their sort of showcase brewery for if, say, you wanted to go buy a brand-new stainless steel brew pub, yeah, you, you'd go visit them, and they would show you this brewery with all the bells and whistles, like everything is made out of stainless. How and, sweet uh, is that? It's just, it's, yeah, he's got it. You know, it's, it's every bell and whistle you need, um, yeah. plus, you know, everything you don't need but would want. And then some other stuff, you know. Yeah. Just, <laughs> and that's stuff thrown in. Just to just, rub it in. Yeah, that's yeah, just fun. You know, it's just there yeah. for fun. That you you got him hooked into that part. Get into the emotional part, make him buy more. <laughs> yeah. What a great gig that is where, where you actually have the showcase system. In fact, it's so great that it's probably a pain in the ass for him because they're, like, upgrading his system every month with whatever new product they come out. <laughs> He's like, oh, damn it, a new Widget, yeah, <laughs> the know? new unit. Yeah, I just got a new unit. Yeah, uh, I'm not sure how, how often they upgrade it, but uh, he uh, he he does put it to good use. If you look at uh, every year when they announce the GABF winners, he's always got a couple in there. Uh, that's uh, he, his American Wheat has won. I don't know at least three or four different years, some sort of medal, and that's great. So good, uh, good authors at BYO Magazine. Definitely. Which, uh, by the way, is a great segue. Uh, Chris, we wanted to make an announcement today that I thought was pretty cool, actually. Um, having to do with BYO Magazine, our very own Brewing Network's uh, Jamil Zainashef is taking over a column in BYO Magazine. Oh, Whoa. Wow, cool. Yeah, what's, what's that all about, Chris? Well, uh, we, have a, we have a column every month called Style Profile. Uh, this is a, a column that just you know explains how to how to brew a various style of beer. And in for the past uh, three or four years, this has been written by uh, Horst Dornbusch. He was uh, you know a German uh, beer expert. Yeah. And uh, anyway, he's got a consulting job right now that that he likes, and apparently pays a lot more than writing for BYO. Go figure. <laughs> yeah. So, so he. He's decided to focus on that aspect. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, and uh, so anyway, that that came open, and uh, one of the first people I thought of was you know Jamil. He's, yeah. You know, widely known for uh, having brewed, you know, successfully brewed uh, across the different styles, and so he, Jamil's going to be our new style profile. So author. now I know why you got the big write up in B. <laughs> yeah. You're just Uh-oh. grooming him. Uh-oh. It was inside track. No, that was because the Brewing Network is so immensely popular. That's that they, true. You guys couldn't resist writing about us, right? Yeah. 
So <laughs> you could even say uh, Jamila was headhunted from the Brewing Network Monday show. Oh, yeah. damn. It's perfect, though, because he, he is a master of the styles. I think he is actually brewed, and successfully being the uh, key word here, yeah. every single style in the guidelines. Yeah, whether he liked it or not. Yeah, I'm not exaggerating. He brewed every single one, and, and that's what the show he does for us here. So, um, Chris, when he you know shamelessly self-promotes the Brewing Network in each issue of the BYO, it's, it's your job to edit that out, isn't it? <laughs> It's my job to edit it out unless you guys shamelessly promote BYO in every installment. <laughs> Fair enough. I, I like the way that Chris thinks. Actually, that this works is for perfect. Me. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I'm actually really excited about that, and for Jamil too, because he really likes to do that sort of thing, and, and he's a good writer. And, yeah. and congratulations to him and, and to you guys for, you know, uh, for getting them because that's yeah. that's going to be a great new feature of BYO. Um, well, BYO is a great mag. Uh, I, I read every month. I have every issue. Yeah. All, all the way back in binders. Do you really? Yeah, I'm, oh, I'm, you're that guy. Yeah, I'm that guy. That's Chris. You love that wow. guy. You're, Chris, like that's my kind of. Yeah, you've got door. more issues than I have. Yeah, I I've don't. got I've got them all. I've got them all in binders. In fact, Chris Graham comes over. He looks at, looks on the shelf. He goes, "You ass." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I was never been the the magazine in a binder guy, but yeah. I have always kind of looked up to it and realized because anytime, like for example, we're going to start talking sour beers here, and I know that there's been some issues with sour beers. Well, Doc, if he's about to brew one, can easily just pull off right. an old issue. I'll pull out the old issue, and I'll, I'll actually I'll look up usually on the internet. I'll yeah. look up on your index and see you know, what months they came up. Yeah, and, and then you have and it. I'll pull those months and and start. Yeah, compiling. You nerd. Yeah, the, yeah. the website's really good. The byo.com. You could do recipe searches and stuff too. And cool. And um, can you buy you a lot of good info. Can you buy past issues on your site, Chris? Yes. Yeah, actually, you can. <laughs> Except for a few. There's a few in '95 that are not available. Nah. I know you can't. Yeah, there's, you can't there's have a mine. Very few that are out of print, but uh, most of them are available uh, online. Okay. Well, that's a good resource to have there. You can get downloads of the Brewing Network shows online, too, you know. That's true. We're not far behind you. Chris, Chris, Chris you might want to put that in, a, in an issue or two. Just kind of slip it in. <laughs> yeah. Ask Mr. Wizard. Mr. Wizard, Yeah. how can I learn about beer But uh, at 2 in the morning on Thursday? You go to thebrewingnetwork.com. <laughs> yeah. Thank you very much, sir. <laughs> how long were you a home brewer before you got into uh, the beer magazine business? Um, I think... Maybe about five years, maybe okay. a little longer than that. And do you still homebrew? Oh yeah. You got a? Uh, are you one of these guys who's got a homebrew club too? Yeah, yeah. I definitely uh, like my homebrew club. I'm a member of the uh, Austin Zealots. Yep. Nice. And uh, we're uh, homebrew club. We meet at. Uh, if there's any Austinites listening, we meet at the uh, Gingerman down on Fourth uh, Street. The uh, it's usually the third Saturday of every month, uh, except for. Uh, special months uh, like December there's usually a Christmas party and uh, anyone if you're interested austinzealots.com or .org I can't remember it's one of them <laughs> yeah you'll find <laughs> but, uh, just do a Google yeah yeah you'll find us it'll show up but they have to know how to spell zealot now do you have uh, uh, do you have like a position in the club you know, like in the in the the government, because here I'm thinking. Wait, is, is if you got the missionary, if, yeah, <laughs> if you got the editor of BYO magazine in your club, like you got a, I don't know, you, you got a pretty solid club. You advertise that, right? Yeah. You do something. So, are you like president or secretary or anything? No, I'm nothing in the club. Right. I just uh, just a random member. We uh, 
We actually, uh, as clubs go, we're, uh, we're about the minimum level of organization you can have before you're just random people not associated with each other. <laughs> nah. I don't know, Chris, you, you, should know, come up for, uh, you should come up for a Doze meeting, man. <laughs> Same thing. Yeah. Oh, please. Yeah, we have, a, we have a primary fermenter, uh, Corey Martin, and we have a secondary fermenter, which is a couple, Dan and Joelle Dewberry, and beyond that, uh, you know, beyond that, it's just members. Okay. Well, that's fair. I don't like the whole government thing anyway. No. Someone telling you what to do all yeah. the time. Yeah. I don't care if it's Chris Colby. You don't have to tell <laughs> me what to do. Why did I just get angry all of yeah. a sudden? <laughs> Come on. You can't have an organization without organization. That's true. It's a good point. The only thing take got, the, take only, the Brewing Network, for example. Yeah. The only reason you're saying that because he's in the organization of the Doze Club. So. <laughs> yeah. Because he's the organization yeah, of the Yeah, that's true. Doze Club. <laughs> I just tuck in the back and stay quiet. Yeah, you talk too much. Shut up. Well, while we're on the topic, uh, we always like to find out if brew clubs are doing anything unique to give ideas to other brew clubs too. So, uh, you want to? You got? You guys got anything specific that you guys do out there? Our uh, well, we, I mean, we have a couple fun parties every year. We have a, you know a Christmas party and a and a picnic. But our sort of our big thing recently has been our our uh, homebrew contest called the uh, Homebrew Inquisition. Nice. Uh, yeah, sort of roughly, we got the name from. Uh, well, I got a lot of Monty Python fans in the uh, organization, and so the, the Spanish Inquisition scene, yeah, sort of became the homebrew Inquisition. I and like uh, it. yeah, and uh, the sort of unique thing about our contest is that we're not—we uh, don't go by BJCP styles. We have uh, ten like extremely broad categories. Um, you know, things like hoppy beers, uh, dark beers, strong beers. Uh, and you basically are, your your beer is judged on how good it tastes, and uh, irrespective of how closely it matches any style, you know, real or imagined. Really, yeah, I've and, always uh, I've always liked that idea. It is a cool. Yeah. Idea. It's about you know who's got the best beer, not does this fit. So does that mean that, that, was, that it's... was exactly our, our thought coming into it? We had uh, we had a lot of brewers in our club who brew fantastic beers, but they don't. Uh, none of us really seem to care that there are style guidelines written for this or that. You know, we just, we brew what we like. We throw in however much hops, yeah. uh, you know, malt or, you know, spruce. We've got a guy who brews spruce beers all the time. Nice. And, uh, you know, we just throw in what we want, uh, you know, make the beer that we like. And, you know, uh, I mean, we've got a couple brewers in the club who routinely win a lot of medals uh, at homebrew contests, but a lot of us, uh, you know, like me, I'll send in a few every year, but a lot of times I don't have any beers that match up to any styles, so I don't need to send it in and have a judge tell me it's not the style. Yeah, but, yeah. You know, I already know that. Well, they'll tell you it's clean and sure. nice beer. I could drink a lot of this, and then you get a 27. Yeah, because it's not the <laughs> yeah. style. Yep. Well, I guess We've what I like... we of those at, at our club. What I like is you that know. there's room for both, you know. Yeah. Obviously, well, I wouldn't want to want to have stop having the style competitions. But how cool is it when I just brew a beer? I can just I can send it to this competition. Now, yeah. does that mean that it's just one big category, and you just go which one's the best out of every entry, or do you still break it down to try to give multiple medals? Uh, we we break it down uh, in sort of large categories. We have uh, like a category of multi and sweet beers. We have. Uh, a couple categories of hoppy beers. There's like you know hoppy and monster hoppy. Okay. Uh, we've got big beers, and we got that broken down into big and you know booze bomb. Right. And uh, <laughs> nice. And uh, you know dark beers. 
uh, ones that are, you know, dark, and then we have roasty. And so, you know, there's a, you know, we, we, we give a fairly large category, but enough of a constraint that all the beers are sort of at least apples and apples that you're judging between and not apples and oranges. Yeah. You know, and then, of course, we have best of show at the end. Cool. I like that. I mean, you yeah. got to have the general categories. I'd like to put in my name to be your official uh, booze bomb judge. I don't have any credentials or anything, but uh, you, you but, but I know I like beer. but I know I like booze bombs, so. <laughs> which just definitely makes it easier on the judges. Yeah, uh, you know, you want them drinking a Kolsch and and then a you know stout, right? And, and hitting a Doppelbach, and it's just all over the place. Sure. Well, that's yeah. cool. So that's a good competition. When, uh, you know, when do you have that? And I guess how can people find out? Because that's cool. Yeah, our website, uh, either which is again, I should look this up, but it's either zealots.com or or it's either austinzealots.com or austinzealots.org. And it's all there. Um, uh, we'll have that information coming out. It's uh, every year. It's held. The entry dates are usually uh, starting in mid-April, and the contest is usually right around May first. Or maybe a little later than that, um, but you can find out on our website. It's always it's always right around April May. Is that a club only thing, or is it a? No, it's open open to anybody. Oh, nice, fantastic. Even yeah, you, JP. Even me, because that's good. Because I uh, like Chris said, I, I'm I'm tired of uh, people saying my beer is not to style. Style. not to style at all. What were you thinking? You should really sell your stuff and give up and go bake cookies. You know, yeah. I'm tired of that crap. <laughs> well, I think you just name your beer Big Twenty Seven. <laughs> I'm just tired of my, you know, beer not not being good. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? So am I. Actually, I'm tired of that too. For you, and yeah. You, and, and you're try- tired of it, trying to make it better. Yeah. <laughs> Got sick of this whole thing. Yeah, Chris. That's why you're here. That's why I'm moving to sour beers. Right. Because I'm like because uh, can most of his are. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Uh, I'm changing my name to Captain Off Flavor, and, uh, and I think that sour beer is going to be my uh, my category, Chris. Yeah. And that's why I'm glad you're here to help us with that. That's why he's so gung ho on this <laughs> Captain Infection. It seems to be dot com, by the way. Uh, AustinZealots.com. Yeah. Okay, we checked it out for you. Spell right. zealot. We did a little right. edit, did a little editing for you, my friend. That's awesome. <laughs> That's the power of the web, baby. All right, we got to take a break. Um, we're going to come back and talk sour beers, but but before I do that. I want everybody to know, do a little shameless plug for both you and uh, us, Chris. You can order Brew Your Own Magazine, and I think it's a good time to do it since uh, Jamil Zainashev is taking over the style column for them, and uh, everybody here on the network loves the Pope. So it's a good time, a better time than ever, to sign up for your subscription to BYO Magazine. You can do it through our website. If you go right to thebrewingnetwork.com, there's big, giant, red flashing banners there that say uh, you know subscribe to BYO through us and uh, BYO is kind enough to, uh, to to help us out as, as we yeah. help them out and it's a cool thing and a, and a good partnership and they actually do it with a lot of the podcasts it's really a it's very generous and a, and a nice yeah. thing to do do you think Jamil will go by the handle of the Pope I was thinking I think you need Pope, the Pope speaks for the header you need that picture of him with the beer behind the pulpit and you and uh, <laughs> you and John you and Johnny. And <laughs> That'd be good. Yeah, that's a good Picture idea. Picture him yeah. with a with a giant pope hat with like a tap coming out of it and <laughs> being poured from it. See, now yeah. we're talking. Yeah, I think you got to have fun with it. You know. Yeah, add some visual impact to the. To <laughs> exactly. The I like the pope because yes. the information is also so serious and straightforward that it helps to make him look like a doofus. You know, <laughs> it helps me anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Why are you so smart? You know what? I'm going to take you down a little bit, Pope. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm going to knock you down. All right. Uh, so when we come back, we're going to talk about um, sour beers. And um, Chris Colby's going to help us out. You've done a few articles about it. And uh, I assume you've done quite a few of them yourself at home, right? Yeah. I'm uh, sort of an avid sour beer fan. And I always try to have a couple in the works. And I've got got a few in the pipeline right now. I've got a few planned for the future. So, yeah, I, I like sour beers and I brew them. Okay. Sounds good. So we're going to do that when we come back. Daniela, you have a, a bit of information for us before we go to the break? Well, it's not information. It's actually a challenge for you. Uh-huh. Somebody, Vichita actually came up with the idea, and I totally I totally support it. Yeah. He was saying, if you would be willing to dye your intimate hair pink <laughs> if we raise $1,000 tonight. We already have, though. I dye my intimate hair pink. Yes, or your top hair. Or my top hair. Yeah, or your beard, whatever. The hair that's very, out, like, a lot of hair. Because no one's going to see my intimate hair. Well, we could take I want to know who's going to do it. <laughs> For a th- If we raise $1,000? Yes. Where are we at right now? Uh, I don't know, maybe 600 bucks or so. Are no. you lying? We're at, like, she's, we're at like <laughs> 999. <laughs> no, we're, we're over because of the match from H, H, uh, HCI. That's true. Well, We've, we gotta, we're already at 1000 yeah. Well, no, uh, with from the listeners. Just from the listeners. So, oh, okay. what, I mean, I am your girlfriend, so I'm the only one who should be she really wants concerned pink about it. If you're going to do that, set this bar higher than $1,000. No, I would like him to do it for 1000 She bucks. wants pink hair done. Five and grand. I would support you in it, and I would be totally happy. Happy with yeah. you having pink hair. I'll do it for Linda. I'll do it. Great. But what am I dying? Uh, would you the dye beard, your back the, hair? Maybe, That's probably the most. Maybe hairy. the beard and the intimate hair. <laughs> because your top hair is a lot. I know it's a lot of it's a lot of pink <laughs> hair. No, I think just pubes. Yeah, I'll t- I'll t- I'll do my beard too. Great. I'll do it all. And, if the listeners, the ear hair. if the listeners themselves come up with a thousand dollars tonight, I will dye my beard and your eyebrows and. <laughs> Oh, now we're going well, eyebrows. You can't, you can't dye your eyebrows. Well, not to dye your eyebrows. Oh, I can dye eyebrows. Oh, whoa. <laughs> You're going to burn my eyes out. Yeah. No, we're going to be fine. We'll do it's it. It's okay. It's radio. Thank you for accepting this challenge. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm, I'm more than happy to do it. If we can raise $1,000 just among the listeners tonight, uh, I'll do some pink dyeing. That's fine. Very good. And we'll post pictures of it and, and everything. It's well hey. worth it Thank to you. help out uh, you know, uh, a friend of beer, Linda Stark, who, who really needs uh, a bit of fundraising right now to help her out with her treatment, if you don't know what we're talking about. Uh, you can go to brookston.org slash beer. It's a great beer blog and you can find out what we're talking about and get the lowdown about Linda Stark. And uh, She's getting some experimental treatment that she needs our help with, so we're doing a little fundraising tonight all during the show and apparently I'm going to uh, dye myself pink. You'll be experimental uh, yourself. In order to uh, help out with that. Chris Colby, hang on there just a second because when we come back we're going to start talking sour beers with you, sir. <laughs> And also, we've got Cold Hot Crash coming in the studio just a, a little bit later when we're when we're done talking sour beers with Chris, and they're going to do a live performance for us. Nice. Hang in there, everybody. We're still registering people for our console tonight. You're listening to the Brewcasters. The Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. In a world where beer was king. Uh, no in a world, Push. What do you mean, no in a world? This is a commercial for the Brewing Network's Conical Christmas giveaway. Oh, okay. In a land that... Uh, no in a land either. In a time. In a time? In a land before time. Look, this is a commercial to inform the listeners... 
upcoming Conical Christmas giveaway. One man. No. When your life is no longer your own. What does that mean? When everything you know is wrong. That's wrong. In an outpost. It's a giveaway. On the edge of space. They're giving away two Conicals. A girl. No. Two girls. Just tell them to listen to the Brewing Network every week between now and December 10th to register to win one of two Conicals donated by Beer Beer and More Beer and HCA Industries. Now. What is wrong with you? More than ever. Stop it! A renegade cop. I hate you. A robot renegade cop. You're fired. You're fired. No, you're actually fired. I'm fired. Get out of the booth, Bush. No, I like it in here. The Brewing Network Comical Christmas Giveaway. Keep listening for your chance to win.
your life one beer at a time. Welcome back to the show, folks. Chris Colby's on the show with us today. We're about to start talking sour beers. Before we do that, uh, who was that band we played at the break there? Uh, that was actually my uh, guitar teacher uh, playing Watermelon Seeds. It's pretty pretty damn good. Yeah, I, uh, I felt like uh, I've been playing guitar for about 30 years, and I decided I wanted to play some fingerstyle blues, so I've been with him for about two years. Okay, fantastic. A yeah. uh, bit of a music show tonight, too. Not only the Sour Beers and Brew Your Own Magazine with Chris Colby, but we've got Cold Hot Crash, a local San Francisco band, coming in a little bit later to play some music for us. And you've all heard him before, so uh, we thought we'd bring him in live to do it. Um, also, if you're just tuning in, one of the ways that you can register tonight to win a conical in the Brewing Network's Conical Christmas is to donate money for Linda Stark, and she needs your help. She's battling cancer and go undergoing experimental treatment. It's um, kind of a last chance, and, and she's going for it and, and really needs us to uh, to pitch in and help her. So every single donation tonight, I don't care what the money, what the amount is, a dollar, two dollars, every single donation puts your name in a hat during tonight's show, and at the end of the show, we're going to do a drawing, and one lucky person will be registered for a chance to win a conical from Beer, Beer, and More Beer, courtesy of Beer, Beer, and More Beer, and HCA Industries. So make sure that you donate during tonight's show, and uh, we'll get your name in that hat. We have another way to register a little bit later in the show, too, so hang in there, because we're going to register two people tonight. Uh, Chris, hang in there one second, because I got a phone call to take, too. And by the way, I got a lot of questions coming in already for Sour Beers, and I'm glad because i think we can have a really great sour beer discussion tonight with chris as uh he 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 is one of the guys who can show us how to do it bub is that you on the phone with us yo what's happening hey bub i'm uh, hey buddy how's it going good what's the word my friend okay i got three things okay number one if we get a grand uh, yeah my head is bare shaved you'll uh, shave your head if we whoa. raise a thousand dollars tonight aren't you, you already you like, that with the wife <laughs> Yeah. I'm already half bald, so it's not a big deal. So she'll be all right with it. Yeah, well. Now, she, when you say shaved. No, she just said, I hate you. So. <laughs> I hate you. How about shaved and shiny? Yeah. Are you going to take like a, like a razor to it? No, nah, I'll go with the clippers. The clippers, okay. Oh, no, I want it shaved and shiny. I kind of like the big action, too. Yeah. I'd like, I'd like take layers off like a cheese grater. No, you have your wife do it. Man up. No, she got to shave it down pretty close, and then she can like. Bick the rest of it. Yeah, and, you know, you know, she's got you the rest of the night too. Come on, Bub. She has a hard enough time with my back. Ah, oh. <laughs> all right. Whoa. Okay, so Bub will shave his head, and I'm dying hair pink. Uh, what else you got, Bub? All right, number so, two. Bub, Bub, when she's shaving your back, oh god, how far down does she go? That she stops. She just gets the, the belt line, or she keep down, going. So, so yeah. nothing sticking out of the. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> the anyway. belt. Okay. All right. All right. Okay, uh, number two. The home improvement tip of the week. Yeah. When you're using the powder actuated nailer, mm-hmm. remember to put your earplugs back in. Because I was talking like Marley Matlin for about an hour today. Oh, yeah. Oh. It's loud. It was very bad. All right. And lastly, what else you got? And lastly, the uh, I've extended the uh, registration deadline for the um, the Secret Santa Beer Exchange for Christmas. Okay. Uh if you get it in by noon Pacific tomorrow yeah. at www.bubweb.com slash secret santa. Okay. Check the forms if you don't know how to spell. Yep. Uh, you'll get in, and I should have the uh, 
all the information out to you by uh, Tuesday night or so. Okay, and that's a cool thing that Bub puts on for the Brewing Network uh, twice a year. So check it out. You're going to exchange beers with other homebrewers from all over the world if you join in the Bub Web Secret Santa. So go to bubweb.com slash secret Santa or check it out in the Brewing Network forums. You'll get all hey, the information. Bub, before I forget, just put me in for that. Can you do that? Because I'll, I'll go home and I'll forget. I'll get busy and I'll forget to do it. Same, same information as last year. Yeah. I think I still have your stuff. Yeah, it's all, all right. good. I'll, I'm in. Thanks, all right. Bub. All right, no problem. Take care, brother. Bye. All right, Bub's shaving his head and I'm dying hair pink if we raise $1,000 tonight for Linda Stark. And uh, I can't think of a of a better reason to dye things pink or to shave heads. It's a it's a good thing all around. All right, uh, Chris Colby, you still with us? Yes. Fantastic. We're going to start talking sour beers with you. And uh, like I said, I've I got a bunch of questions lined up in front of us already. And I think to kick us off and, and to figure out, uh, you know, what makes a, a sour beer different and, and why we need to have a, a specific discussion about it, the question came through, um, is how does brewing a sour beer compare to brewing other styles of beer? So just in, in, in a general sense, what are we talking about that's different here? Well, that's uh, that's a good question, um, and, and it's made a little bit difficult by by the fact there's a lot of different styles of sour beer. Okay, um, you can uh, the general way that that sour beers, of course, are general are, are different than normal beers is that they're sour. Uh, you know, duh. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> but you know the the way you can achieve sourness in a beer. Uh, it varies. There, there are a lot of different ways. Um, you know, you can. One way to make a, a sour beer is to make a sour mash, and then uh, run off and make a beer from that. Um, you know, you you can essentially you mash in, and then you. One way people do it is let the beer sit overnight and have the mash sit at about 120 degrees, roughly. Uh, you'll build up a bunch of sourness, then you run off the wort like normal. Uh, you know. Um, and brew a beer from that. That's okay. one way to make a sour beer. Uh, we'll another way, that, yeah, yeah. Another way is to either contaminate the the beer with uh, some souring microorganisms, or actually pitch the beer with contaminating microorganisms. Like uh, the way like lambics are, are typically made is they uh, you know they make their make their wort and they cool it in a cool ship where a certain amount of you know uh, environmental you know organisms will drop into it. And then they rack it over to uh, barrels that are, you know, pretty much loaded with uh, the kind of microorganisms that sour beer. And, you know, so these are sort of contaminated beers, and then they, they develop their sourness that way. Yeah. Uh, other beers like uh, Berliner Weiss or, you know, some of the experimental Britannomyces beers that, you know, guys like uh, uh, Vinny Chilurzo from uh, Russian River or Tommy Arthur from Pizza Port are making, uh, you know, those are actually pitched, where they'll actually grow up large quantities of these microorganisms. You know, in those cases, those guys make some Brett beers, you know, Britannomyces beers, uh, you know, and uh, Berliner Weiss guys, you know, they, they grow up a large amount of lacto, lactobacillus and pitch it. And so that's another way is, you know, to get microorganisms to do it uh, in fermentation rather than in the mash. And, you know, the, the final way is you can just simply add something that's acidic, to your finished beer, and, and that will, you know, whether it's, uh, you know, a cultured acid or, you know, an ingredient that's incredibly acidic, like, you know, cranberries or something. Lots of different ways to do it. So, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of options, and then when you get into, I mean, of the sort of microorganisms that can potentially 
add sourness to a beer, there's a bunch of them. Okay. So it's like, you know, it's, it's a good question, but... Well, well, I guess then we'll answer it uh, throughout the, the, the conversation so, about them so as what's we go. Your fa- yeah, it's going to... What's your favorite style or way to make a sour beer? Let's start with style. All the all the sour beers I've done have been uh, beers that I've grown up that the the sourness has developed in fermentation from uh, you know I, I'll pitch a small amount of uh, uh, yeast you know usually the, the Y yeast uh, lambic blend or the individual cultures by Y yeast or White Labs. Mm-hmm. So mine would be the you know sort of the sourness comes from you start off with a small amount. Of uh, you know, rather than a large pitching amount of the, the souring organisms, just a small enough amount so that they take hold and the and the souring develops over a long period of time. Okay, you so know, I've brewed most of my sour beers have been lambics, but I've brewed, uh, you know, I brewed one Berliner Weiss. I've brewed a couple, sort of, I don't know, just non. You know, there's no style to them. Just uh, you know, sort of an amber sour beer. Just so, stinky is the style. So you prefer. <laughs> um, Pitching everything at the beginning and using the smaller pitch of the Britannomyces and then letting it take hold later on rather than uh, the other way of you know pitching your Saccharomyces and uh, letting that brew and th- brew through and then adding your uh, Britannomyces after that. You, you can actually do it either way. Um, there and I've done it both ways, and, and I'm not sure really how big of a difference it makes. You know, the thing is when you have uh, fresh beer wort and you pitch uh, a mixed culture of both brewer's yeast and the various uh, you know souring organisms whether it's you know lactobacillus or pediococcus mm-hmm. or, or brett uh, brewer's yeast works so quickly on brewer's wort that you know the, the first part of the fermentation is going to progress and, and the, the brewer's yeast is going to you know utilize everything it can and then it's the uh, you know remaining uh, things that are unfermentable by brewer's yeast are going to be used by the souring microorganisms. And, you know, from a practical standpoint, whether you pitch the, you know, all, the, all, the uh, all your organisms at first or whether you wait till the primary fermentation is done, uh, I, from my own experience, you know, I, I mean, I haven't done a side-by-side test of it or anything like that, but just from my experience, I don't I don't see that big of a difference. Okay. Yeah, the, the, the souring, uh, especially the bacteria, um, you know, either lactobacillus or pediococcus, those are such slow grow, such slow growers right. that uh, you know the the week or two that you know delay between pitching it, you know at at yeast pitching or waiting till you know secondary is not really okay. not really going to add up to that much. Now I want to ch- chime in just about the uh, the actual bacteria part before we, and then I, I'll have us back up and and kind of start fresh uh, of how to sure. brew one of these guys. But uh, I, people who listen to the show know that I'm kind of a germ freak, and <laughs> and my first thoughts about uh, the sour beers when we started talking about them long before I liked them is that it really freaked me out that it was bacteria that were making the beers what they are. And now I'm telling you, I can't get enough of them. And I'm even to the point where I'm like, yeah, throw some Ebola in there. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever makes it more sour, uh, you know, the more sour, uh, the better in, in terms of how this goes. So how about this? Now, I had been speaking to, I, I think it was Doc that told me this, that there's a way to brew a, a sour type of beer, I think a Lambic, that you actually start by brewing a normal beer, and you would ferment that out with a normal yeast like a cow ale or something like that. And then you would add fruit to it and then put in 
a funky yeast. What style is that, Doc? Well, that's what we were talking about earlier. With, where, when do you pitch whatever you're going to pitch? Yeah, but you got to add food to it again, too, right? Not necessarily because the uh, what he's talking about the other organisms, the 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 bacteria and the wild yeast, they eat things that the, the normal brewer's yeast don't. Okay. So once the brewer's yeast is done doing what it's doing, it, it you know it leaves that residual sweetness or whatever in there. Yeah. Uh, then you got your other things are going to go through and start mowing through all the rest of the stuff, but they're also really slow. Okay. So that's why your lambic sits there for eight months. Eight months. What is? I did have a question come through here earlier since you since you mentioned that is. You know, what's the minimum amount of time that you can leave a sour, a lambic type of a beer? Well, Chris, what do you think on that one? On a, on a sour lambic type, if you're if you're brewing a beer where you you don't pitch, you know, you haven't made a big starter of the uh, the souring microorganism, you're going to need, you know, at a at a bare minimum, you you might get lucky and have something kind of sour enough at three months. Uh, although it's not incredibly likely, six months. You know, uh, maybe half the time you'd have something fairly sour, it, you know, if you did everything else right. And certainly when you get on nine months in a year, uh, it, you know, if you've done everything, you know, pretty well, pretty well correctly, uh, you, it should be, should be ready. Uh, it should have developed. Uh, one thing about sour beers is that they're not, they're not like normal beers and that you normally, you know, you're making a, at an average strength ale or something, you pitch, you know, your starter, and if you do it ten times, the fermentation is going to run basically the same way. You know, maybe what, you know, maybe it takes a day or two longer. You know, sometimes, or maybe it finishes a day or two earlier. Some others, but you know, there'll be a nice curve to it. Okay. With 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 you know sour beer fermentations, uh, they're very finicky. They're like you know, sometimes they'll really take off. Uh, sometimes they'll really sputter for a long time, and you know, sometimes they'll go through stages where you know. It'll go really good for a while, then they'll stop, you know, seemingly, and then they'll go really good for a little while, and you know, with regard to adding sourness. So okay, so they're, just, they're just much have less, some patience. They're less, yeah, they're less predictable. Uh, so you know, the the basic way, you know, a lot, of, the basic way as a home brewer to just deal with it is just, you know, figure that you're going to make your little bucket of sour beer, uh, stick it somewhere warm to condition, and just, you know, just put it out of your mind that it, you know, it's. You know, put it on your mind for like six months to say, you know, I'm just going to set it there. I'm not going to worry about it, you know, and I'll go take a sample. And if it's not sour enough, just to figure, you know, I'm going to seal up the bucket. And I'm not going to worry about it for another three months. And so it, you, and you, it will develop. Do you usually use buckets or do you have a, a wooden cask, your favorite? Thing? I don't have, no, I don't have barrels. I use, I use uh, buckets okay. because uh, generally um, the, the kind of bacteria uh, you know, like uh, Lactobacillus or Pediococcus or even some of the other strains like Onococcus or Leuconostoc. Uh, all these bacteria are what's called microaerophilic, right. which means uh, they're, they're anaerobic bacteria, meaning they don't, uh, they don't utilize oxygen, you know, like we do for respiration. But for some reason, small, small amounts of oxygen do them good. Okay. And in a, in a bucket, you have just enough uh, airflow uh, you know, sort of oxygen coming through the plastic to sort of stimulate them. Oh, nice! So yeah, one of the good things about plastic being yeah, porous, yeah, it's a little bit, it's a little bit breathable. Yeah, yeah. It's it's apparently, and I don't know if I quite believe this, but I've read it at least, uh, actually in BYO. <laughs> that, <laughs> nice. Uh, <laughs> yeah, one of our authors said that it's uh, uh, the buckets are actually more permeable to oxygen than a wooden cask, and. 
know. Yeah. It's a... Yeah, because I was thinking, you know, uh, one of the big things that uh, the old Lambic breweries talk about, you know, Cantillon or or any of those guys, is that Mm -hmm. it's that you can't reproduce what's in their barrels, right? So a lot of the bacteria that they want in their beer is already in the wooden barrels. And I'm wondering, obviously, you know, your plastic bucket hasn't been, you know, brewing batches for 100 years. 100 years. But I do wonder if that, uh, if the lacto or, or the pediococcus does stick around in the porous uh, portions definitely. of the plastic porous, bucket. They definitely do, yeah. Yeah? So you, you do? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not so sure about that. Um, okay. You know, it uh, depends on if, you, if your bucket is, is all beat up and scratched up, maybe they're hiding in those scratches. But, uh, you know, if you've got, if you've got a relatively new bucket and it's, you know, clear, hard plastic... Uh, you know, I, I think you can pretty much wipe the, uh, you know, the surface clean. Yeah. I mean, the the thing about, you know, those those breweries where they have, you know, the uh, the barrels that they've used and, and you know, uh, all that. There's a tremendous number of microorganisms in those beers. It's it's not just the main ones. Yeah. That you know show up in in like a Y yeast, uh, you know, or White Labs blend. But, you know, the White Labs and the Y yeast. The, the the organisms they have in those blends are the major contributors to the flavor. You know, they're the major sour producers, and with the Pretendomyces, they're the major producers of the you know lambic funk or whatever. Yeah. So, uh, you know, you can, and a, and a lot of advanced lambic brewers do, is if you get a you know a Belgian lambic and you like it, uh, and it's not pasteurized, which some are, some aren't. Uh, you know, a lot of lambic brewers they'll you know they'll finish the bottle and then they'll take the dregs of it, you know, with any any sediment and just you know dump it into their latest fermentation. And uh, you know, so hopefully you know the idea is that you know some some percentage of you know the wide variety of organisms that they started with are were still alive in there and you know yeah hopefully they'll grow up and not wreck your beer. Absolutely, it's, <laughs> it's a good way to do it. Um, a lot of people have tried to isolate things and grow them up on slants and uh, petri dishes and a lot of those smaller microorganisms you're talking about they just don't like that you got the easy yeah i mean you you really have to know the growth uh the growth characteristics yeah some people also just they'll just they just have like a wooden slat like either from a barrel or or just some random piece of wood that they'll they'll throw it in every wild beer fermentation they have you know especially if they make the same kind of beer like a lambic time and time again then they'll just, you know, pull it out and uh, move it to the next one, you know, with the idea that this, you know, little wooden, uh, you know, timber or slat or, you know, whatever is just going to start harboring, uh, you know, these microorganisms and, you know, it'll continue to, to pass them on to, to batch after batch after batch. And, yeah. Uh, people report, I, I've never tried that, but uh, people who do it, you know, sort of swear by it. Okay. I wonder if we can take this conversation in the direction of choosing a specific beer and going from beginning to end. Now, I have a favorite. Be a good idea. I have a favorite commercial beer, but I wonder if it'd be easier if we take one of the favorite ones that you like to brew, and any kind of sour beer, you know, that might showcase one of the different processes. If you want to do it that way, that might be a little easier because you've already done it. Um, when you think about that. And if I have to, we can take a break for you to kind of take a search and uh, see if you got well, no, what I'm talking about. I mean, we about. could, 
Yeah, we could do it either way. Uh, I mean, we could go through Lambic production if we wanted. We could go through like Berliner Weiss production, or uh, I'd love to do a Lambic if we yeah, could do that's, that. That's my thinking too. I, I think a lot. It's a lot of our favorite beers here. I get people's fire lit under them too. Yeah. yeah. In fact, I was going to say. I mean, my commercial favorite right now is the Rose de Gambrinus from Cantillon, which just is amazing. Amazing. Oh, those guys know. Those guys have their heads screwed on at Cantillon. Yeah. And in fact, uh, we're drinking a Cantillon right now. We're drinking the Iris. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. Uh, we've got, uh, our listeners are, are great to us. I just want to say right now, by the way, uh, that they're awesome and, and are sending us things all the time. And one of our listeners, uh, goes by the name of Yinzer on here. Doc, you know of him. We, we've, uh, spoken to him before. He sent us a case of rare uh, sour That's beers. So wow. cool. A oh, case wow. of it. Like it's giant. I mean, I don't even want to think about it, what it cost the man to go so find all to change these. your pants? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, he sent us, so we've got, uh, uh, the, the iris that we're drinking now. There's, um, oh, I can't even remember all the names now. Here, I got a couple of the names right here that, that he sent us. Um, Lupepe. We got the Cantillon Lupepe in here. That's um, a good one. That's a good beer. He's got some uh, some goose, some creek, some framboise in here. His favorite is the Hanson's Oud Goose. He sent us one of those. Um, and he just found them all over um, the New York and New Jersey and Georgia area. He traveled to a whole <laughs> bunch of places and came up with a collection. And so the iris, I guess, I read a description of it, is one of the hoppier um, sour type of beers. They use a lot more hops in this one than almost any other ones. Um Four pellets instead of three. Yeah. <laughs> Which I, I'd like to talk about, too. I'm sure that you can help and the, us with the that. the hops are only aged one year instead of three. Instead of three. Um, so anyway, I just wanted to give out a good thanks and let you all know what we're drinking, courtesy of a, of a fantastic listener in Yinzer. And, uh, Made a lot of people happy around here. That's right. We're appreciating it, and we'll probably appreciate a couple more uh, as the night goes on. Okay, so why don't we pick, then, uh, a lambic of yours, Chris, and uh, you know, kind of start from the beginning. Okay, well, you know, the first stage, as with any beer, is, is wort production. And um, traditionally, uh, lambics are produced through what's called a turbid mash, which is a very long, involved process using, you know, a mixture of malted barley and unmalted wheat, and, you know, maybe sometimes with some malted wheat along with the unmalted wheat. Um, for for homebrewers, though, I mean, you've got to consider that in a lambic, you know, your, your wort is going to be entirely chewed up. You know the the brewer's yeast is going to go through it, and then the uh, uh, you know the various microorganisms are going to you know basically get every last bit of it. So I mean, for me, you know, although I appreciate the uh, you know the historical aspect uh, that they did these you know tremendously long involved mashes. Yeah, I usually just go with the single infusion mash okay. of you know uh, barley malt and wheat malt. You know, because you know maybe possibly. Somebody with a super refined palate could tell a difference, but uh, I can't, so I'm not going to spend the extra. Hey, that's you know, good enough for me. I'm into. Yeah. The, we're uh, we're practical brewers around here, Chris. So uh, it's an easier way you know, to lazy. start your first lambic, uh, doing a single infusion mash with malted wheat, yeah. rather than going the whole traditional route. Oh, and it's perfect for me because all I ever do is single infusion mashes. So, all right. So well, yeah, when you when you consider how how strongly. You know, uh, the the fermentation, you know, gives the characteristics of this beer. You know how strongly sour they are. Yeah. You know, I'm really sort of skeptical if you could taste the difference between, you know, going through a traditional turbid mash and, you know, a simpler, either, a, you know, just a, a simple step mash or a, 
you know, single infusion mash. Okay. Uh, you know, maybe you know, maybe there are people who can, and that's good for them. Right. Uh, yes. <laughs> but I'm, not, I'm not among them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. So we do a single infusion then. Yep. Do a single infusion mash, or even I know the, there's a guy in uh, Minneapolis, uh, Steve Piotz, who does. Uh, he's won like a whole raft of medals for Lambics, and he just does straight extract for that. So uh, you know you can you can decide whether to go the whole day turbid mash route or the you know uh, you know. 60-minute malt extract group to produce your wort. Okay. Uh, for Lambics, you usually, you make a, a, a wheat-based uh, beer, you know, uh, you know, maybe usually 60% wheat, 40% barley, but uh, again, I wouldn't say it's brain surgery, you know. Uh, and then you have, uh, you know, sort of a variety of options when you pitch. Okay. You can either just pitch, uh, you know, any, any decent ale strain, uh, or you can pitch the ale strain and, you know, uh, a mix of bacteria and, and the yeast, you know, like the, the white Islamic blend or the white labs, uh, you know, Belgian sour mix. Now, what's the uh, advantage of, of, you know, putting it all in at once uh, as opposed to letting them do their work separately? Uh, simplicity, I would say. You know, you just pitch it all, yeah. seal it up, and, and not worry about it. Okay. Um, one thing I sort of wonder about, and, and I don't know, that this is the case or not, but I know that uh, in small amounts of bact- or small amounts of oxygen don't hurt lacto or PDO. Right. But I tend to aerate pretty good, and you know I wonder if pitching them into a strongly aerated wort yeah. might stun them for a little while. That's a good point. So, so I tend to pitch just uh, well. I'll, I'll either pitch just. Uh, Brewer's yeast, or sometimes I'll pitch brewer's yeast and the mix, but I always pitch a little bit extra uh, after primary fermentation has ended. A little because I still, extra I still of, a, the, of the mix. A little of bacteria. Yeah. yeah. So in a week, you take another pitch, a second pitch. Okay. Yeah, because I, I definitely, when when the word is fermented, depleted of oxygen, I definitely want to throw in a second dose. Yeah. You know, either first or second dose of the uh, either either the blend, or sometimes I'll buy the you know the lacto PDO. And Britannomyces separately. Yeah, it's a good it's a good point that you make because a healthy environment for one yeast for your brewer's yeast is potentially a toxic environment for another. Yep. Uh, if you get all that right. oxygen in there, so that's a, that's actually a really good point that you make. So maybe you do just kind of want to wait. Although I guess then your so your insurance policy then is to add the bacteria again later, no matter what. Right. Yeah. That's essentially it. Okay. Um, because. Yeah, like you say, every every microorganism has has a different set of you know uh, environmental characteristics that it works well in. Yeah, you know, uh, brewer's yeast has a certain set of uh, you know conditions where it works well. Uh, Britannomyces actually works, uh, you know, fairly well under the conditions that brewing yeast does. They're both yeast. I see. They both uh, both of them work well in a, in a strongly aerated culture. Uh, you know. Uh, Britannomyces will, will ferment roughly like a beer yeast. Okay. Uh, they're usually a little bit slower. Um, they usually, to, to get it um, to do well and consistently, you tend to need to pitch larger if you're, if you're pitching a bunch of Britannomyces. But you can sort of look at, uh, you know, you can sort of look at Britannomyces just like as an undomesticated brewer's yeast. Okay. You know, just one that you need to, to, to finick, you know, be a little bit more finicky about. But then the uh, the lacto and PDO are anaerobes, so they don't 
um, they, they like a small amount of oxygen, but I'm not really sure how, how well they do with a lot of oxygen. So that's okay. why I tend to pitch uh, the, uh, the souring microorganisms lighter. Okay. It's probably a good idea, and, and that goes back to what I was talking about, trying to grow them up on plates or slants. They don't like a lot of oxygen. Okay. So probably a good idea, like you said, just pitch it all at once and then re-pitch the, the things that are real uh, oxygen-phobic. Now, if we're doing the weight... Or we're repitching later. Are are we going for our standard, you know, let's say fourteen day fermentation? You know, wait for it to ferment out completely, and then we're adding the bacteria. You can add it any time, probably after the probably the third day. All the oxygen is going to be gone after the. Okay. So, yeah, yeah, and, it, it doesn't really matter. Okay. I, I would say. So all I you're mean, really it's, concerned it's about practical. is oxygen. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That, okay. That's all I think about. And, and uh, okay. You know, the regular the brewers, he's, you know, it's going to be happy being in there for two weeks and doing its deed. Yeah. Uh, this stuff, you got to be thinking months. Yeah. So you want a big pitch. Wish it took me months to do my deed. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Do the deed. <laughs> yeah. So uh, you got to think in terms like that, weeks, and then the second pitch is going to be for months. Yeah. And uh, that's what's gonna. It's gonna take a while, like Chris was saying. Uh, three months, you might have something semi sour. Yeah, uh, but you're not gonna have what. But you, you might not. Six months is better. Okay. Eight months. Okay. Let me uh, interrupt for just a sec, and we're gonna keep going on this. But we uh, need to. Daniela would like to uh, give an update of where we are. She looks very excited in our fundraising you drive for hair, Linda Stark you? tonight. So uh, w- go ahead, Daniela. Oh, let me turn you on the microphone there. Yes, thank you. As I said, the disclaimer again, I counted those numbers myself on a sheet, but I think they're accurate. I did it three times. Okay. Let me just go say you're going pink, baby. Okay. We are at $1,200. Wow. Uh, That's Uh. it, BNers. Nice work out there. That's fantastic. Wow. And that's not even counting the match of H2 of the $500, so that's going to go in the pot. Oh, my. <laughs> I Fantastic. am just amazed. Hey. $1,200. That's really great. And, and keep it up, guys. Uh, and w- like I said, anything uh, $20 and up gets you a prize. Uh, and we'll, we'll be shipping it out to you courtesy of the Brewing Network and also Beer, Beer, and More Beer. And a uh, donation of any amount, doesn't matter what it is, puts your name in a hat for tonight's uh, a drawing of who will be registered to win a conical. Keep up that good work. That's awesome. It's It goes to, a, obviously, a, a well-deserved uh, human being and uh, a Patriot of, of, of brewing. So uh, thank you for all your donations. That's fantastic. If we get to 2,000, we'll dock not floss for a day. Doc. I was thinking you need something pierced. <laughs> no, I'm all right. That's a good one. If we get to 2,000, if, if yeah, yeah, this is what happens to JP with no anesthesia. Yeah. <laughs> Will you agree Prince to Albert that? Time? <laughs> yeah. Where did you get that sound? <laughs> I got sounds for everything. Obviously. Don't, don't you worry. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's keep going. Uh, we'll take a break in a few minutes, but let's keep going on, on the Lambic that we're talking to. Uh, Chris Colby from Brew Your Own Magazine. Help us out. So we've... Pitched our our bacteria. We've done both our brewer's yeast and and then and, w- and we've waited and then we've pitched our our bacteria three or four days later. Um, we're waiting for that to ferment out. What else do we have to do to this beer, Chris? Oh, let's, let's talk about what it looks like during fermentation, so people don't freak out. Oh, why is it different than yeah. a regular? Okay, Chris, want to tell them about that? Yeah, one thing. Um, what, one thing will happen is. Uh, you know, you, you'll pitch your, your brewer's yeast, and, and the fermentation will, will look sort of normal. But you're, you're going to pitch your uh, 
you know, the the souring microorganisms, and, and they're going to start to work. And you you can see there's a variety of of sort of visually unappealing things that may occur in your wort. <laughs> it's um, a on the top. Ah, that's visually you, unappealing. Yeah, if you uh, um, you know, if you, you ferment in buckets and you take a look in, uh, what what will happen? Um, Mostly probably due to Britannomyces, but it can also be due to Acetobacter or, or other things like that. Yeah. You'll eventually, a pellicle will form. This, uh, it's just this layer of sort of mossy... Scum. Uh, I mean, yeah, it, it can take, depending on what's growing and, and the growing conditions, it can take uh, some different forms. It can look sort of like slimy, almost like snot on the top oh, of your thing. yeah. Or it can look sort of like very hairy, oh. uh, you know... Cheesy-looking like stuff. Thing. Oh, disgusting. Um, I love it. If you, It's also, you can form what's called rope in your beer. Uh, this is usually due to the pediococcus. Oh. And uh, you can you can see it if, if you if you do it in a carboy, if you look into it and it just looks like these little strings of like mucus oh. uh, extending from the top of your beer. Sounds down like into STD it. day and, in six yeah. But it's all yeah, good. It, see maybe I should leave yeah, it's sour all, brewing it's to all others. good. It, it looks horrible and yeah. it looks like you've made something that you know, the idea that you're going to drink it in the end is just like the farthest thing from your mind. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. but really, it, uh, you know, it's, it, uh, it, it can be all part of the, uh, all part of the routine. There's so many okay. people and, and I mean, freak on that because yeah. it looks nasty. Yeah. And actually, it's a kind of a protective layer over the top. Sure. So, yeah, like the pellicle, the pellicle actually does. It's a, it's an oxygen barrier. My uncle used to uh, keep bread in the fridge that had a protective green layer around the outside. <laughs> my mom would, just said, cut that off. That's Pretty, what he did. Plenty of good bread in there. I'd go home to my parents and tell them that, and they'd be like, really? He just cut off the edge and gave it to you? And I was like, yeah, it was fine. It's good stuff. <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. like the sour beer, it's fine. And you turned <laughs> out all right. <laughs> yeah, look how I turned out. Don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> Man with pink hair. Uh, see that kind of grossing me out. Just I don't know if I want to look at it. Yeah, you, well, don't. you don't necessarily. But, you don't, have but the to. thing is, lo- so many people are like they brew one of these and it's like, oh my god, and yeah. then, then the red flags go up. Oh, I got to pitch this thing out. Oh, yeah, because they, they, it's just not look like a normal beer ferment. Okay, I have uh, a question. Go ahead, please. Maybe relevant, hopefully. Um, so a lot of guys like to do the secondary fermentation. Well, if you pitch your your beer yeast in there, and then you know you have your your bugs in there also, you want your bugs to you know go three, six, you know nine, you know a year, two years, whatever. What do you do about all that brewer's yeast? Are you racking off into a secondary at that point? No. Here, here's one of the big keys I found to making a sour beer is uh, the lactic bacteria, you know, especially Lactobacillus and Pediococcus are very slow growers and one of the main reasons for this is they can't synthesize a lot of the amino acids that they need or or they can but at, at very low doses so if you leave uh the way to the way to really get a sour fermentation going is to leave it all on the primary fermentation all the uh the break material all the uh the you know the, the yeast and stuff yeah and you know i I don't know if this is a scientific fact, but it, it makes sense to me that the layer of yeast down there, the layer of, you know, break material is going to, you know, slowly break down over time. It's going to release amino acids. These amino acids will then become available to the, uh, you know, the, the souring microorganisms and they'll, they'll utilize them. And, you know, if, if additionally you're doing it in a bucket and you're getting a slow amount of oxygen, yeah. this sort of slow breakdown of the, of the, you know, gunk on the bottom of your fermenter plus the slow, Ingress of oxygen together will stimulate the uh, uh, bacteria. 
that's I don't a know good, if that's true. It, but don't worry about it. It, it. Because the thing about this show is that scientific facts mean nothing to us. Yeah, uh, so you? if it sounds cool, we're like, wow, that's we, great. We, we want cold, hard theory. Here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, uh, yeah, all, all I know, it works. It, it works, works for Chris. And, it's good. And yeah. I, don't know if, I don't know if that's the scientific reason it works. Yeah. But, you know. It sounds good. Yeah, so. it really does sound good. I'm sold. So, so we're halfway there. Yeah. Well, it's it's all about uh, it building an environment, and if it, uh, you know, from what it sounds like, that yeast and all the break and all the crap, uh, yeah. that's exactly what it does. So, yeah, absolutely. Right. Why not? And, and the and the third key, along with leaving it on the leaving it on the uh, break material and, and the dead yeast, and u- using a bucket so you get some oxygen, uh, uh, you know, small amount coming into the fermentation. The third key is temperature. Okay. Uh, all these all these uh, bacteria grow very well at at relatively elevated temperatures. They they'll, they'll slow down and some will some will stop at as high as like sixty degrees Fahrenheit. But if you get if you condition your beer, you know between seventy and eighty degrees Fahrenheit, uh, the you know these bacteria are going to grow very well. You know uh, they're going to do they're going to do a good job and sour your beer. You know reasonably quickly. You know within six months maybe. Oh, good. You know. Um, nice. So, you know, six like months what is I my is, limit, man. That's y- it. You know, six minutes is your limit. Yeah, but I'll for <laughs> for a good sour, I'll go six months. Anything beyond that, forget it. I'm yeah. drinking it, good or bad. You know, Just open the bucket right there. <laughs> yeah, not even gonna, not even gonna bottle it. Yeah, <laughs> just drink from the spout. Well, pull, pull the rope actually, out. Just, just yeah. You know, Throw some of that yeast bacteria in your mouth, and then drink the regular beer, and hope yeah. it sours on the if way. As long as it's sour, I'm fine. It's all ropey. You, you wouldn't, uh, <laughs> you wouldn't believe a beer I made then. Yeah. I, I made, I made one sour beer a couple yeah. years ago. Yeah. It, it actually won, not, not to be that guy who brags about. Oh, what go he ahead. Did in the yeah. contest, you but, uh, we're, okay. all, we're all that guy. <laughs> okay. I, well, I made a beer, um, a couple years ago that was a blend of a three-year-old lambic, a two-year-old lambic, and a one-year-old lambic. Nice. And, uh, it turned out really good. It was nice and sour. It had a lot of, uh, I mean, I like my lambics like not full of that stinky, you know, all those descriptors that sound terrible. Yeah, <laughs> farmhouse. I think yeah, those yeah. are. Go you know, pee. I think those. I think they sound terrible because they are terrible. <laughs> you know. Yeah. And, and and I like you know I like the Cantillon version of a lot of those lambics where it's a nice clean sour. Yeah. There's just a hint of all that, you know. Yeah. Like there's there's just a hint of barnyard. That's fine, you know. A hint of sulfur. You know, and yeah, baby diaper. You know, it's like yeah, <laughs> but overall know, it's clean. But just and hard. Philistine, but there's yeah. no way you're going to get me to like baby diaper in a beer, no matter at what frequency it's. No, at. that's you know? disgusting. Well, baby me, diaper me, alone would be well, nasty. <laughs> call me crazy. Yeah, but yeah, well, oh, crazy. Wow. So, no. Beer turned out good, and it, and it won uh, Beth's show at one of the homebrew inquisitions, and I was like psyched. Yeah, and uh, so, so you know, so Chris likes his six months might be your limit, but if you have the patience. Yeah, you know, good things. Good things come to those who wait. Okay, so I think what we've learned here, folks, is that Chris Colby likes his lambics like he likes his his prostitutes. Kind of dirty, <laughs> but clean. Yeah, as well. Yeah. Not smelling like baby diaper. Yeah, like they can't have had yeah. baby diaper all over them. A little barnyard smell, but, but it's they, all right. Yeah, like they could have. They could have just cleaned the barn, but they didn't like hang out there all day or anything. <laughs> so it's like a pediococcus file. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Can I just point out that we have been saying cock for a, like a good hour? Thank now? you, JP. Okay. I appreciate that. You're welcome. Okay, um, I got to take a break. Daniela has to have to use the restroom, and I'm sure our listeners do too. Can you hang in there for another few minutes, Chris? 
Oh, definitely. You sure? I don't cool. want to take up all your time, but I, I do have more questions in front of me from our listeners for you. So if you no, can that's hang... Okay. There's Sour beers are very complicated. I mean, we can keep going on this however long you want. Okay, Perfect. fantastic. Let's do that then. We're going to take a quick break. Cold Hot Crash has joined us in the studio as well, so we're going to be talking to them uh, when we're done talking sour beers here. And I'm going to play one of their songs off the album at the break here too. I don't know which song yet, but I'll have them decide here in a second, and then we'll announce it when we come back. More sour beers with Chris Colby from Brew Your Own Magazine when we come back, and we'll make sure that you at home know how to do it yourselves. We'll be right back. Hang in there. It's the Brewing Network. You're listening to the Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Ivan the Terrible. Yeah, too foreboding. Louis the Sixteenth. Hmm, not too popular. Hey, dude, what's up? What are you doing? Uh, tr- I'm trying to come up with a new name for the Brewing Network Sunday Show. Really? Yeah, they're accepting entries. You know, from now till December 10th, the five best names will be entered for a chance to win one of the two conicals being given away by Beer, Beer, and More Beer and HCA Industries. I uh, I don't think that's what they mean. Buster, Buster. I had a cat named Buster. Dude, they're not going to name the Sunday Show after your stupid cat. Roy. Are you feeling okay? Jim Bob? You're mental. Sally. Dude, you're supposed to come up with a fun and entertaining way of naming the show, not name the show. Dipstick, a kraut, and a drunk dentist. The Brewing Network Comical Christmas Giveaway. Name the show for your chance to win between now and December 10th.
You're listening to three guys. Excuse me. What about me? Yeah, sorry. You're listening to three guys and one girl use the radio show as an excuse to drink more beer. The Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Yes, sir, and welcome back to the Brewcast. Daniela, remind me to screen listener-submitted content a little more closely before, before playing it on the air. That was a uh, Borat versus Dr. Scott uh, compilation put together. I missed that. And uh, sent in by our, our very own Crotch Rot. And uh, I listened to it, but I had other things going on in the background. I... Chris, I didn't mean to play that in the middle of your interview. <laughs> so I was like, what is happening here? But once you play it, you can't bail out, right, JP? I mean, you got to stick stick to your guns if you... I agree. I agree wholeheartedly with whatever you said. I'll go ahead and cut that out of the archive. It's going to be a man. And a man up. Danielle, how are we doing on our fundraising tonight? We're doing uh, just fine. Uh, actually, JP and I were just negotiating, and JP is going to do a pink mohawk for $1,700. If we reach $1,700, which means we're... we're, we're well over a thousand already. Then JP will do a pink mohawk. Well, all eight hairs remaining on my head. <laughs> yeah, it's more of a pink highlight. <laughs> yeah. And how do you pick the the the, the hairs that get highlighted? It's yeah. a bit of a streak. Is uh, oh, I'll pick them. The for one you, in JP. the middle. You probably would too. <laughs> and of course, at the break, you heard the band Cold Hot Crash, who is now in the studio with us, and they're going to do a live performance for us a little bit later in the show too. You can check them out at coldhotcrash.com. And while I'm doing the website thing, you can also go to byo.com, www.byo.com, if you want to check out Chris Colby's magazine and and figure out what all the buzz is about. And of course, you can subscribe to it via the Brewing Network homepage and just click that big red banner okay so i just got a couple of questions from people who just tuned in about the fundraiser tonight could you just uh, explain briefly yeah. again yes i can a good friend of the beer industry and, and and just a you know a fine human being in general linda stark has worked for the brewers association for years and uh for the past uh, year or so she's been uh losing a battle with cancer and the uh, american uh, medical system has uh, not offered her any more options other than the chemotherapy that's already failed she did however find an experimental therapy that seems to be doing very well for her condition in germany the problem is that the u.s considers it an experimental procedure and her insurance actually won't cover the treatment and she uh, there's three treatments that she has to get in total and they're 15 thousand dollars each and uh as anybody in the beer business knows um you, you don't enter the beer business to to make it rich you, no. you you enter it because you love what you do and linda is is just a case of that and so she can't you know obviously like like any of the rest of us afford the the fifteen thousand dollars a piece for three treatments so there's fundraising going on for her all over the place, and, and we're trying to do the same here tonight. So if you click our Donate button, it's right on our main page, thebrewingnetwork.com. Just click the Donate button, and every penny that you donate, every bit of it, uh, you know, in, including the portion that, that our, our very own PayPal is going to take out of it, doesn't matter. If you donate 10 bucks, 10 bucks is going over to Linda. We're going to write a check to her. Um, we're going to do this this week, and we're going to do it again next week. And, and so far, you guys have been great. Every $20 or above donation to night 
receives a gift courtesy of Beer, Beer, and More Beer and the Brewing Network. We're gonna we got shirts and videos and hats and a lot of stuff to send. So, um, and, and we'll have your address. Pictures of JP naked. <laughs> Pictures yeah. of JP. Well, who doesn't have those already? <laughs> yeah, that's not but much. The gift. We gave that last year at the Super Bowl. Remember? <laughs> so we'll give you a gift for twenty dollars and over. Now, if you don't have twenty dollars, that's fine too because any denomination will actually get you registered tonight for a chance to win a conical. We're gonna put all the names of everybody who donates into a hat. And uh, at the end of the show, we're going to draw one name, and you will be registered to win a conical fermenter, courtesy of Beer, Beer, and More Beer, and HCA Industries. Uh, already, HCA Industries tonight has matched $500 of your donations, and uh, we're up in the, uh, I don't know, the $1,200 range or, yeah, or more. just from the listeners. Just from the listeners. Wow. Uh, so you guys are doing fantastic. Please keep it up. It's a donate button right on our main page, right. and uh, you can click that, and we're going to send a check for the entire amount to Linda Stark, and, exactly. and, and that way she can do this. If you want more information about Linda, you can go to brookston.org slash beer, and it's a fantastic beer blog in general, but he's also keeping an update about Linda Stark right there on on his main page, so you're going to want to check that out. Okay? Definitely. And the milestone of $1,000 made you um, dye your hair... Yeah, some I'm, hair I'm pink. dying some hair pink. Uh, where? We've determined but, that? Uh, whatever. I, well, I determined it's going to be the eyebrows, the, and beard, the beard, and my, uh, my intimate hair. hair. My intimate hair. I really want to see that. And actually. Bob is going to shave his head. Yeah. And if we reach $1,700 tonight, then JP is going to dye a pink mohawk. Right. Into his head. Yes. So. So keep giving. We're being highly productive here. <laughs> yeah. In uh, dying. Hey, we're doing our part for a good cause. <laughs> And uh, we really, uh, Linda needs your help. So, yeah. so uh, please, uh, you know, dig deep or dig shallow, whatever you can do, and and help Linda. And that's just dig. That's, that's the main right. thing. Do some digging. Okay. <laughs> We've got Chris Colby on the air with us, and he's the editor of Brew Your Own Magazine. Has been for a few years now, and uh, a heck of a home brewer himself. And he's helping us with sour beers. And uh, I, I got to take this phone call too. You do. You got to take this. Fo- You've been wanting to talk to this person for a long time now. No, I just, everybody hates it when we interrupt the discussion. Let's talk to him real quick. Now, because I got to do a whole, damn it. <laughs> hey, Milton, are you there? Yeah, this is Milt. <laughs> hey, Milt. How are you, Milt? I'm good, how are you? I'm doing good. Now, here's, all right, I'll do a real, God, i do this quickly. Milt. No, I, wanna, I got a question for you. All right, go uh, ahead. I, I thought the whole point of homebrewing was so you didn't have to drink sour beer there. <laughs> No, uh, it uh, is up to, it is up to, it's so that you don't have to drink bad beer, Milt. But just because it's sour doesn't mean it's bad. Oh. Yeah. Now, Milt and his brother Mort are a couple of our new users, and I'm actually convinced that they're not even real people. No, they're the same people. <laughs> they're the same person. <laughs> Milt, where are you from? North Dakota. North Dakota. Yes, sir. And you're a real person, huh? Well, you're talking to me, aren't it's you? It's a recording. Yeah. I just got to... You just never know with our yeah. listeners, man. some AI software that somebody wrote. <laughs> you never do uh, know. I think he's thinking the persona is bigger than the person. Yeah, it's possible. That's what oh, I mean. Oh, come on. Well, Milt, here's the deal. You just got into home brewing, so you might not be ready for the sour beers yet, but the but the good news is that you need to know about them. You need to know they're there because one of these days, someone's going to hand you a stinky, sour beer, and it's going to be one of the best things you've ever drank. 
Well, I'm going to have to see that to believe it. <laughs> <laughs> it's true, and I had said the same thing uh, when I first was was given mine, and, and I'll tell you, I love it. It's a the the taste of feet isn't always bad. You know what I'm saying? Uh, okay, but I'm still going to take your word on that. For a while. <laughs> you and Eddie Murphy have things in common now. I want yeah. you to know. <laughs> All right, Mel. Yeah, I just wanted to call you. I just wanted also let you know that um, I was on the chat room a little while ago, and I saw where Bub was going to shave something else. Maybe I'm. I, I don't know. Oh, that's disgusting. We don't want to know about that. Well, you got to take that up with Bob. <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely right, and and we yeah. will. Milt, I could go on for an hour about you and your brother, but I I got Chris Colby here, and and we got to get through these sour beers. So okay, you keep listening, and thank you for finding us. And uh, I I really would like to talk to you on the air again someday. Well, maybe I can get more done at the same time, so you know that we're two different people. That would help. Because, That's the only way I'm going to believe it. Yeah, we're still uh, we're still not too sure about you two. Well, we're not too sure about you guys. What we <laughs> on, the, on, the, on the site there, I will talk about you know. Good answer. All that, uh, well, That's you know. fair enough. <laughs> we're not going to go there. All right, Milt. Thank you, sir. Uh, you bet. Thank you. Have a good evening. All right, you too. Take care. Uh, okay. Bye. All right. Uh, if you don't know what we're talking about, check out the Brewing Network forum and look through the user profiles. And Milton Mort. You'll find Milton Mort. They're brothers in crime, and uh, they're just too good to be true. And I couldn't even go into the whole thing. I think thing they bag there. on each other more than they bag on us. Yeah, it's just a whole other show. All right, Chris, let's move on with, with, with the beer here. We've uh, gotten through, I think, our, our fermentation process. I wanted to back us up a second because I had a question come through about the hops in a Lambic. People want to know how they should hop their Lambic, and, and that's a, it's a bit different than your regular beer. Yeah, that's actually uh, a very interesting part about Lambics is that they're, they're not at all bitter, but they're highly hopped. And, and the way that this, uh, way they do this is that Lambic brewers, they use aged hops. They, uh, uh, you know, they, they get their bales of hops and they actually just like throw them up in their attic for, you know, a uh, couple years, three years, something like that, until, uh, the, the alpha acid levels have gone way down. But the, uh, some of the other properties of the beer, or I'm sorry, some of the other properties of the, uh, the hops are still there. Okay. Um, ironically, some of the, the properties are, are antibacterial, and it, it's thought that the uh, the hops sort of uh, knock down maybe some of the less desirable bacteria, whereas some of the uh, more desirable bacteria are, are less affected by them. Okay. So um, it's that preservative nature of the hops, almost. As as yeah, as homebrewers, a lot of uh, you know you can take multiple tacks. One is to just lightly hop your beer okay you know uh you can you can skip the whole idea of aging your hops for years or other people you know if you uh i don't know if you're like me and you know you end up with a little bit extra hops every year that you don't seem to use you know i just sort of throw them in a in a you know bin or whatever and let them sit and then uh you know a few years goes by and suddenly oh yeah you know you have a little stock of hop pellets there that are you know old and uh, but if they've been you know refrigerated or uh, you know frozen the whole time, yeah, you can just smell them. And as long as they don't smell you know like stale or cheesy or off, yeah, uh, though they're probably fine. Okay. And then you, you sort of have to guess at what the alpha acid level is after all those years. And you know you definitely want to shoot uh, for not getting your lambics too bitter. You know you really don't want to detect any of that. Okay. But you know. You can, uh, I mean, a, a good thing. I usually figure after three or four years in the freezer that probably they're at a quarter of the level of alphas. Yeah, I got a lot before. of those. 
I got so much of that. Yeah, me too. I've got stuff in the freezer, for, and I date them when I, I got some left over, and I put them in a Ziploc, throw them in the freezer, and they dated back to, you know, 2002. So three to four years is losing about a quarter of the alpha acid. Or down to a quarter. Or down to it, a quarter. Yeah, oh. I mean, it, it really depends on, I mean, different different varieties of hops lose alphas at different rates. Okay. And, and the storage rate, or, or you know, the storage conditions do a lot for it. If you keep it in a, a frost-free freezer, they're going to go down a lot faster because it stays frost-free by intermittently heating. Uh, but uh. If, you, if you stayed in a, in a non-frost-free freezer, one where, where frost actually does build up, they're, it's going to stay longer because, you know, it's constantly cold uh, temperatures. And, you know, there's that's, that's just sort of my rough estimate, you know, and it might be, you know, it might be wildly off for certain types of hops and storage conditions or whatever, but I've used it and it's, uh, it, you know, it tends to work for, you know, if you're brewing a lambic at my house from hops from my freezer, it works out really good. <laughs> ah, very nice. But if, you know, if you don't have access to my freezer, then... <laughs> <laughs> I expect keys with every issue of BYO from now on. <laughs> That's right. The address Yeah, and if you guys want to stop by and, and, and take some hops from my freezer at any time, yeah. you know, just knock on the door. I'm just going to have random Texans. Hey, Chris, yeah. just uh, checking out yeah, your hey, freezer. Chris. Just here for some hops. Yeah. All right. Back there. A question has come through from the chat room. Uh, they want to know if anyone ever dry hops their lambic. Is that a, is that a desirable trait? Do you know of anybody who does that? Uh, I've never heard of that. I mean, uh, well, you can, like in a, it's it's not a, it's not a thing that you would do for a traditional style lambic. And okay. I'm thinking it would taste kind of funny. Yeah. But then again. It, you know, maybe someone should try it and, and find out how it goes. Give it it might go. be good in your competition, though. You know, yeah. The, the you know, out of style, whatever. But it's the good beer. But competition. if it's good, right. yeah, you could. Yeah, if it, you know, if it, if it tastes good, great. Uh, you know, it's it's not traditional, but then again, uh, you know, one of the great freedoms of being a home brewer is you, you know, you don't have to care about that unless you want to. You can try here, whatever here. you want. Yeah, that's right. You know, um, yeah, it'd be interesting. I hadn't thought about that. I mean, generally. Generally, sourness and bitterness. Don't, but well, then again, dry hopping doesn't give you any bitterness. It gives you that. Yeah, just the. Uh, yeah, but it gives you. Jamil has always said to everybody, and and that any hop addition, uh, it, 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 it'll at least give you like a perception of bitterness too. Right. So you you, you smell the aromas and the flavors. And yeah. Sort of whatever bitterness is there is enhanced. Yeah. Yeah. So any you know I kind totally of hops agree. use you are getting some of that, and and, and I can agree with that too. Uh, you know I've dry hopped some beers and found that even though I guess I wasn't adding IBUs, it certainly gives me the impression of a bitter beer. You know. You um, know, although I think about it, Orval is dry hopped. The uh, the Trappist Ale. Oh yeah. Sour. They use uh, Britannomyces, and it, you know it's not overpoweringly dry hopped. Yeah. Uh, you know, if I if I hadn't read about it, I never would have guessed it. But I, they they do dry hop their beer. Okay, there you so, go. Uh, so somebody's yeah, doing a, it. Yeah. All right. Give it a try is what I'd say. I mean, I think some of the greatest, you know, uh, you know, some of the greatest, uh, in, not inventions, but uh, discoveries in homebrewing have been just you know somebody like, I've got this beer. Yeah. What if I try this? You know. That's what I you know tell Daniela every time I'm brewing. Is uh, hey, you know, some of the greatest beers that have ever come have you know 
screwed up and made good yeah. beer. <laughs> <laughs> I've sat in a carboy for 12 weeks. It's fine. Yeah. Now, Daniela is very precise. She wants it done yeah. this way, this way, this because she knows it's going to be right. It's Me, I'm, I'm using my socks as hop bags. Yeah. Like, I don't care. Dirty yeah. ones, too. That would be good for a sour, yeah. <laughs> yeah, my work. <laughs> All right. So where are we in our beer with you, Chris? So we've gone through, you know, we've said to go ahead and wait the six months. At no point so far have we added uh, a sugar back in the form of fruit or anything else. Is 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 that something that we don't need to do? or? Well, um, a lot of Lambic styles or you know, there are, there are a lot of different styles of Lambics that include added fruit. Okay. And, and that's certainly something you can do. Okay. Uh yeah, and I mean it's it's really easy to do. I mean, basically all you need to do is take fresh fruit, uh, take like a, a potato masher or whatever, um, you mash it all up. I usually do it in a, in a sanitized bucket uh, because I mean uh, one weird thing, even though uh, you know, even though I'm adding bacteria to my beer and and doing all that, I, I, I still clean and sanitize everything when I do a lambic, uh-huh. just because I want to add the bacteria and stuff that I want to add. I don't want just you know, any random, uh, you know, microorganism in there. Yeah. So, you know, I'll throw, like, the the raspberries in a sanitized bucket, take a, you know, a manual potato masher, mash them all up, and then dump them into the main bucket. And, uh, you know, and you can get, you can add cherries, you can add raspberries. Okay. Uh, I mean, recently, a lot of Lambic brewers are, are doing all sorts of different fruits, pineapples and peaches, and, you know, you can add pretty much whatever you want. Uh and you know when you do that, you're gonna you're gonna wake up wake up the fermentation a little bit because yeah. you're gonna add a lot of uh, a lot of sugars, you know, or relatively a lot of sugars, and you know m- the brewer's yeast is gonna wake up at that point and, okay. and utilize most of them. And um, do we do we have to be concerned about sugar being left behind? You know, compared to no. how, like so how much fruit we put in or anything like that. No, it's going to get all. It's all going to get utilized by okay. something. Okay, great. Something's going to eat it all. Okay, so it doesn't really yeah. matter. One thing you got to yeah. worry about a little bit is which fruit you add and, and how much acid content it's going to add to the finished beer. Okay, so certain kinds of fruit are going to give a more more acid content, which is what you want. It helps round it out. Okay, and not have such a flat beer. But others that aren't, you know, citrus fruits and with a lot of acid. Or that, or cherries have a lot of acid. Uh, strawberries don't. Okay. Uh, strawberries kind of come through a little weak. Okay. So you'd want to add more of those? Is that what you're saying? Oh, you need to add a lot. Of, if you're doing a strawberry berry, you need to add a lot. Okay. Okay. Yeah, they're, they're not that strongly flavored. Raspberries are a great fruit for sour and non-sour styles. I okay. mean, you don't need to add that many. They're, they're strongly flavored. They're really good, uh, you know, and... Frambois, obviously, is a is a style of lambic that does well. Yeah. Cherries do good. Somebody had actually a, uh, asked that question if the uh, lambic if the framboise is a lambic and and it is. Yep. Yep. Okay. Okay, but you don't have to do the fruit bit. So what we could have done is stopped, you know, your example of a recipe, you know, where you said at six months. Of course, you could let it go for a year too. But but sure. after adding that bacteria, essentially, other than time, you're you're done. You can be. Okay. Uh, there, there's another very interesting option that comes in in a lot of sour beer brewing, and that's blending. Mm-hmm. Um, one of one of the uh, you know the, the, the cool things about sour beers is that you know you're it's, it's kind of experimental. Every batch you do is a little bit different. Uh, you know, when you've got multiple strains in in a, a fermentation, some can take you know more of a role than others. Uh, you know, but the downside of that is that. Your your product is very variable. You know, every every bucket of sour beer you make 
even if you follow the same, you know, same exact guidelines, it's going to turn turn out a little bit different. And you know what commercial brewers do, uh, you know, co- commercial lambic producers yeah. is you know they've got a they've got a cellar full of barrels or whatever, and you know they go through it and taste them all and note you know this one's got a little bit more acetic than than the others. This one's got a little bit more barnyard. This one's got, a, and you know, and they they eventually blend the beer into something that you know. Lambics, they don't produce, you know, a consistent product in the sense that, you know, Cantillon, uh, you know, to pick one example, isn't doesn't taste the same year after year after year. Yeah. But there's 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 the definite house character to it. You know, it doesn't stray too far from from a central, you know, sort of mean yeah. or whatever. And you can really and, see and that with any brand. You know, they they have that house flavor. Yeah. yeah, and so, you know, one thing you can do, uh, you know, obviously if you've made a single bucket of beer, you don't have the option to blend it with anything, but uh, a lot of sour beer brewers will, you know, uh, sort of keep production up, you know, given that it takes a long time, you, you don't want to, you know, brew one beer, then wait forever, and then start the next beer. Mm-hmm. You know, you might brew one early in the year, and then, you know, six months later, you might brew another one, and then towards the end of the year, brew another one. And then, so, you know, eventually a lot of sour beer brewers end up with, you know, you just have this variety of buckets sitting around, and, uh, you know, they're all going to have a slightly different character to them, or, you know, maybe a wildly different character to yeah. all of them. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you take a little samples, do some little, you know, test blends until you find a, you know, proportion you like. You know, you can blend it out. Yeah. See, I like that, too. I mean... You got to have the three, you know, different versions around your house, but it really is that is to me it's kind of the epitome of homebrew experimentation too, is to be able to blend these things together and right figure and, out a good one. You know? And if you, you know you get into it, you find you like it. That's something that's definitely going to be an option for you. Yeah. you know, is to have a bunch of stuff. We have a couple uh, good local customers who who come in and do that. Brad Allen's one of them. Uh, Weasel. Okay. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. Oh. He he's that's what he does, and and he you know does a whole thing and and uh and it, it's his beers are really good but uh, he has that option if if something's a little you know he can tweak it out by adding a little bit you know, yeah a little bit of something else so okay yeah and another thing is if you have i mean we haven't done this in my club but i mean we do have a number of sour beer brewers in my club and i mean one thing that I, i've been thinking about is you could easily you know, have, have a brew day where you arrange for, you know, everyone in your club or everyone, you know, who wants to participate in this, you know, brews, you know, say two buckets of, of sour beer. And then, you know, at some point you could get together, have like a party where everyone brings like a bucket of their sour beer. Yeah. And, you know, and an empty bucket and you sort of take a sample of everyone's sour beer and say, you know, can I have a gallon of yours? And, you know, yeah. come home with, a, come home with a, you know, a blended bucket of, uh, of you know sour beer that's and then you know idea. you blend that into yours and uh yeah that's one thing i've been thinking about because i know i've got in my club there's there's several guys who who uh, for some reason sour beers are big in texas i don't know what it is but uh okay that's my kind of party you're talking about right there it would be fun too. bucket <laughs> of sour you know Everyone just brings yeah, a little yeah, bring, bit. That's fantastic. That's a great a idea. Of, yeah, rotted beer to a party. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Got my beer right here. You know, in a lot of other circles, you'd be shot. Whereas, Don't mind yeah, the in, in our circle, it's well, thank you. Wow, thanks for coming with that stinky beer. Yeah, that is the best looking, uh, you know, layer of snot I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Beer. can I have some of that? Yeah, the exactly. Rope is huge. Oh, what a bunch of freaks us brewers are! I gotta say that right now. That's a good idea. That's a that's really a good idea. 
All right. Yeah, I, I think it would be a great idea. I mean, it's, if you're in any club that has even, you know, a couple uh, sour beer fans, it could be, you know, you can easily... Because one thing also I'm on the lookout for is just a good sour culture. Like, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. this this one year I made, uh, made like 10 gallons of Berliner Weiss. And I, I made it with the idea a couple months ahead of time I was going to... Uh, Berliner Weiss sours quick, more quickly because you build up a culture and pitch it. Uh, and the idea was I was going to bring it to the Zealots picnic. And uh, so I made the starter, and the starter never really kicked off as much as I wanted. And, and I made the beer and pitched it, and it, you know, it, it got sort of sort of sour. You know, I mean, the, the, a real irony of sour beer brewing is like in normal brewing, you do everything you can to stop these organisms from growing in your beer. Yeah. And if you get even the tiniest amount, your beer is wrecked. But then in a sour beer, you're trying to grow them. Right. And you can't. Yeah. You know, they'll, they'll grow to that point where if it was a normal beer, it's not good. But then they sort of, you know, they're, you know, they can sort of crap out. Yeah, you're exactly right. Cause even in buying commercial beers, to me, mm-hmm. the biggest failure in a sour beer is if it's just kind of, if it's sort of sour. Yeah. And I'm yeah. so disappointed. I'm like, oh, oh this is, bummer. yeah, what a drag. Cause you're right. You really want that true sour quality. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's that's, so that's opposite. Punch in the face sourness. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You want, I equated it to this, I think, on one of the shows where you, you, you take a drink and, and your, your face and your, your expression and your voice all says awful. It all goes, oh, oh, that's <laughs> great. Yeah, yeah, but you're uh, you're laying down uh, some bucks to get another one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Everything everything. Your first impression is an awful expression, but that's what you want. Yeah. It's like how yeah. far your testicles retract. <laughs> that's how you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so no, a, a good point that uh, if it's just not sour enough, I see. So you're looking for the right strain that you can trust. Right, and and that year I uh, I ended up what with uh, well I ended up drinking one of the kegs of sour beer, even though it wasn't sour enough. But a couple weeks before the picnic, I was cleaning out all these random kegs, and, and, you know, I ended up having, I don't know, like eight or nine kegs of just, you know, two or three gallons left. And uh, I happened to open one, and, uh, you know, it just smelled like sour. And so I was like, oh, what's this? Mm -hmm. And, you know, so I tasted a little bit of it, and uh, luckily enough, I hadn't labeled the keg, so I don't know what the beer was supposed to be. Uh. But it it was some, like, amber beer, and it was just sour. It was just, like incredibly 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 sour but very clean there was no there was no funk with it there was no weird stuff okay so i just i had like four gallons left of that one keg i just pulled it out i dumped the remaining sour beer that i pulled out of that random keg into the the berliner weiss keg uh let that sit at i don't know like 90 degrees or something uh for a couple weeks before the picnic uh carbonated it up tested it and it was great that just sounds wrong i'm sitting here with this it, it cringe I mean, over it, here man it does. i picture one dirty yeah. keg to the next yeah. dirty keg <laughs> hang on for 90 I, degrees I roll it around my trunk yeah. and drove it around in texas for a couple of days <laughs> <laughs> and i'm thinking like wow it sounds great yeah <laughs> going, no but it came out good huh yeah and and i mean my point is uh sour beer brewers you know you should you should take failed normal beers and evaluate them on the on the you know basis of well okay you know maybe this is a screwed up pale ale but how is the sourness yeah. can I culture this you know can I use can I pitch you know twelve ounces of this to my next sour beer fermentation is it going to work yeah you know because you can you know different strains if some you know if something grows in your brewery and produces a phenomenal sourness yeah 
you know, there's no reason to say, well, it was supposed to be a pale ale, so I'm going to pour it out. You know, you could say, well, I'm going to pour out, you know, four and a half gallons of this, but, you know, maybe I'll keep a little bit of it, uh, you know. Check the profile. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out on a limb here right now and say that Chris's glass is half full. I mean, he's got a sour, <laughs> disgusting batch of amber ale, and he's going, huh, I wonder if I can culture that. <laughs> That'd be good in my sour beer. Yeah, I like that. That's actually a great way to look at things as a home brewer who, who brews every style, you know. Is that going to be the new, uh, the new analogy of the Brewing Network? It's like, uh, it's like a keg of beer that's not quite sour, and you find this this other keg that 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 yeah. is ideally what you want, and you mix them and you wait. Yeah, and you wait, and there's the fruition of what yeah. you want. And we're still waiting here at the Brewing Network <laughs> for the fruition, but uh, I do like the analogy. Yes. <laughs> All right, good advice. Um, we got to wrap it up. I've I've got some questions that came through, some just kind of random questions about the topic. Can I throw those at you, Chris? Yeah. Just- Fire away. Okay, here we go. Um, does adding a large percent of sour malt count as making a sour beer? Uh, it can. Uh, there, there are some kinds of sour malt that have a lot of uh, a sourness to them. Uh-huh. Um, and, and you can definitely add enough to make a beer. You, you don't get a, an incredible bitter, or not bitter, but an incredible sourness like with, uh, you know, letting the... Uh, microorganisms go but but you can add you know you can use sour malt you can sour either all or part of your mash or you know or you can even add acids at the end you know uh, uh your your homebrew store probably sells lactic acid mm-hmm. and you know winemaking stores sell you know malic acid citric acid or whatever okay. so yeah you, you can use things like that to, to add acidity to a beer are those but, acids only used in the mash um, no, you could use them at the end. You can, you can use okay. them, yeah. Uh, a lot, a lot mean, of times when people are brewing a Berlin or Weiss, that's what they do. Is they'll instead of going the whole bacteria route, yeah, they'll use lactic acid at the end. At the end, okay. It's not quite the same, okay. But uh, yeah, you, you, you can most, get close. Yeah, it, it does. It does a pretty good job. I mean, the difference between one where you've doctored it with with some acid and and one where you've let the the microorganisms run their course is that. Uh, you know, once the microorganisms have run the course, your uh, beer is very dry. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you just add it to it to a beer as acid, there's still going to be some sweetness. Okay. You know, which can be a good thing. Sweet and sour together work very good. Uh, yeah. You know, it's just not a, a traditional style of the beer. Okay. Well, if you use the the, the sour malt, isn't that more of like a like a tart character rather than a, a you know what we'd call like a sour like a sour? Yeah, or? it's it, the malt is a. Uh, they they've grown it and they've let it. I forget at which which step, but there's there's lactobacillus in the uh, in the water that they're living in, and you know it just it, there's just sort of a, a coating of acid on the outside of it, mm. essentially. So it's you know, but it's unless you add a ton of it, uh, yeah, you're not going to get a you're not going to get a full on sour. You would have to you know use almost entirely you know the yeah. whole mash of it to get like a lambic sourness. But uh, you can definitely uh, you can definitely add enough eventually to to get that taste in it. And there's interestingly interestingly enough, there's there's a couple different brands out there of sour malt, mm-hmm. and the level of sourness they impart is like wildly different. And I forget which one is which. There's a there's one that that gives quite a bit, and there's another that uh, 
is much less sour, and and I forget which which brand is which. Okay, we can check that out. But yeah, so you, so you got to know. I mean, if you're planning on adding a lot of one version to get some sourness, you're going to want to make sure that it's the one that that's really you know really has a lot of that acid in it. Okay. Uh, someone has sent in a question. Wants to know if you've ever done a Kentucky sour, which they're saying it's a sour mash beer. No, I've never tried that. Uh, yeah, a Kentucky common beer or whatever. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, things I've only ever read about. Uh, yeah, the idea is you you pretty much sour your entire mash and then make a beer out of it that way. Okay. I have had uh, a couple in my club. Uh, Dan and Joel Dewberry did do a. They did a sort of Berliner Weiss. Uh, with that method, they let let the mash sit overnight and then made it and it and it worked. It made a, it made a very sour beer, but it had some. Uh, there was some pretty strong funk to it, mm-hmm. so it was you know kind of an acquired taste. Either you liked it or you didn't. Okay. Someone has asked, how is an unwanted lacto infection different than uh, actually infusing lacto? And they're using the example as a Flanders red. So, what's the difference between an unwanted lacto infection and infusing it? You guys know anything about that? Hmm. Uh, I mean, if you're, I think it has to do with uh, what the base I, beer is too. Like you said, yeah, you've got I'm, a, you've I'm got a bad about, pail that's you know lactic. Yeah, that's not what you want, right? Yeah, I, I when I go judge at a homebrew contest, a lot of times I'll ask for the you know to judge sour beers and the lambics and stuff like that, and, and a lot of times that, that you know they're very happy with that because a lot, a lot of people don't want to judge that. <laughs> yeah, and and you get. You, you get a fair amount of beers that you have to think that they didn't start out planning to make a sour beer, but their beer turned crappy, and they uh, entered it thinking that it would be a good Lambic. Yep. And and the thing is just good beers or, or, or normal beers that have gone bad really aren't good sour beers. You have to plan to make a sour beer. Yeah. And if, if that's what they're asking, you know, what's the difference between, you know, say a Rodenbach Red and just, you know, an American Amber Ale that I didn't clean my fermenter very well in, the difference is that the guys at Rodenbach had planned in you know in advance that their beer was going to turn out sour, right, uh, right. and you know they they've done the sort of things to to grow the uh, uh, you know the microorganisms that are going to sour the beer you know to an, enough of an extent that sour becomes the dominating you know character of the beer. It's not just not just enough to wreck the beer if that's what the what the question is getting at. And then okay. the age hops all come into play right. uh, with, the, with the right IBUs and things for, you know. Yeah, it, although in a, in a Rodenbach, in like a Flanders Red, they use fresh hops, just a, a little bit of them. Okay. But it's not going to be like if you had a, a hoppy amber that got sour. No, no, no. Yeah, you're not going to, I mean, sourness and bitterness, those are just two uh Two things that don't go together well. Well, it goes back to to building that base. You know, if you don't have the right base for something, and, and you have that that bacteria introduced, no matter what you know what you're trying to do, it's uh won't help. It's going to throw things off. Yeah, you need you need to build it and grow it. Like I mean, treat it like a separate. In my opinion, yep. I guess treat it like a separate entity that's in your beer, not just a, a secondary thing. Okay. Um, yeah. Very very few nor- sort of just normal beers gone bad can ever be a decent sour beer. The judges just, will know. You know. Damn it. Yeah, yeah, the judges. I'm out. Yeah, your whole metal career, Justin. <laughs> I'm out. Flush down the toilet. Because <laughs> here I am Sorry, thinking <laughs> I can keep doing these terrible beers, but just throw a bunch of bacteria in I there. I don't need to clean. <laughs> I will dominate Lambic. Yeah, I, that's what I thought. Uh, I'm telling you, for the last couple of weeks, I kept thinking, 
if there's anything I can be good at, it's going to be the sour beers. I'm going to be the sour beer king. Yeah, Jamil, watch out. Yeah, sh- one category is mine. And now you're thinking, oh, it's too much work. Yeah. yeah. Now it's uh, now i got to wait too long, and, and, and I have to start with a good beer. You're shattering my dreams, Chris Colby. Damn That's you. what I'm here for. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you All right. Fit right in. <laughs> Last question, and JP, you might be able to help with this, too. Any one of you can answer this, because someone wanted to know where they can get pre-aged hops. Is that possible? Does anybody sell pre-aged hops? Any of the homebrew well, stores yes. or anything? Yes. I, I, thought hop, I thought Hop Union did. I'm not sure, though. And, and at homebrew quantities, I don't know about that. Uh, yeah. Um, some, some people try to age their hops by putting them in the oven, for a certain amount of time, I've never tried that, and I don't, I don't know how that works out. I've, I've just heard it. I think that would make um, your house smell like the cousin, if you yeah. ask me. <laughs> I mean, I would just say uh, it would be better just to add a small amount of fresh hops than to, than to try. If you know, if if you don't have any that you know have just built up in your freezer for a couple of years. I would probably just go ahead and add a small amount of fresh hops. Yeah, um, at More Beer we have them. Um, they're ten years aged German Hollowtower. Oh, fantastic! Um, aged in uh, in uh, from Hop Union in their refrigerator in their in their big you know huge refrigerator warehouse, and they smell really really nice. Okay, uh, but yeah, other than that. Um, um, talk yeah, to guys you your can age around. Yeah. yeah, talk to your yeah. homework. Yeah. yeah, see who's got see some who sitting around their freezer. Yeah, but like Chris said, there's there's differences between just old. Nasty hops and and uh, yeah. quality aged hops. You know right. you don't you don't just want Definitely. some funk that that some dude wants to get rid of. Okay. All yeah, right. Old old hops that have gone bad. There's there's a very distinct cheesy smell they get, and you don't want to use that. But uh, I know hops that smell. can age. Yeah, hops can age very nicely, and they uh, they they lose alphas, but they they have they still have a nice. Uh, it's not a fresh smell exactly, but it, it's still a nice, like you could imagine in beer that it would be good. Yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. Morebeer.com. You can you can buy from from there, mm-hmm. or you can uh, find some properly aged hops yourself and let your nose do the picking for you. You know, <laughs> if it's too cheesy, like Chris says, then yeah, you might want to avoid that because it'll come through in your beer. <clears throat> you also made, might you have know, gotten it from the wrong drawer. Yes. You never know. It'll take away from the baby baby diaper. Yeah, <laughs> and you don't want to do that. You need no. you need a good balance of yeah. both. Yeah. yeah, you don't want the cheese taken away from the baby diaper. <laughs> Terrible. All right. Well, Chris, I I can't thank you enough for spending all this time with us and and teaching us about sour beers. Um, I know that you're also a big fan of the dry stouts. Oh man, I love dry stouts. Now I wouldn't mind having you back sometime to talk to us about those too. So I'd love to come on and talk about dry stouts. Okay, fantastic. Let's do that. And uh, I'll tell you what: if you're ever in the in the California region. Which happens to be a big region. Yeah, which is really small, right? <laughs> uh, we'd Isn't love to have you state? in the studio. Yeah, it's a state, but we prefer to call ourselves yeah. a region. The more important part yeah. uh, is Northern California. Yeah. We're almost a country. But it's called an area, the Bay Area. It's the area. We're our own area. Yeah. What a bunch of retards we are, California. We can't just what be a state. What area are you from? <laughs> oh, the Bay. The Bay area. area. Uh, love to have you in the studio. And, uh, yeah, I'd, I think we should plan on doing a dry stout show with you. I think it would be fantastic. Uh, byo.com is the place you guys want to go if you if you don't know anything about Brew Your Own Magazine. Yeah. If you already do know about it and you're not a subscriber, please do. It's a great magazine, and if yep. you do it through the Brewing Network website, uh, they help us out for helping them out, and it's a it's a pretty good partnership, and everybody benefits. We all get to keep doing what we're doing so that we can help you, you know, brew at home, and and that's what it's all about. So the whole um, cycle. 
Not only thanks for doing the show, Chris, man. Thanks for the work you do. It's really a fantastic magazine. Oh, I'm glad you guys like it. Oh, yeah. It's uh, it's definitely at the top of the list there. It's kind of the premier homebrew magazine. I mean, works for me. You know, it's uh, It comes out the most often, right? You guys yeah. do more uh, issues than any other magazine uh, in brewing, right? Uh, yeah, we do eight issues a year. And we're the only... Uh, we're the only magazine I know that's, that's entirely devoted to homebrewing. Okay. I mean, uh, you know, Zymergy is homebrewing and uh, beer appreciation both. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but we're, you know, unless there's some magazine I don't know about, we're the only one that, that our sole focus is homebrewing. It's homebrewing. And we appreciate it. There's a lot of good articles in there. And don't forget, uh, Jamil Zanishev is going to start writing for each issue as well. Hey, pretty soon he's going to have his own magazine. Yeah. 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 Jamil. It'll just be called Jamil. Yeah. I wonder yeah. if he's going to have just J. Yeah. Photoshop examples of, you know, examples of his Photoshop handiwork in there, too. <laughs> it could be that. I think Jamil should actually lose the last name and just become like the share of brewing. Yeah. And he should just be Jamil from now on, you know, or Pope, whatever. <laughs> that one word name. Guy. Yeah, exactly. Like Donovan. Or <laughs> Change his last name to something spectacular, you know, like Firework or oh, something. Just Jamil Jamil. Jamil Jamil. Yeah. No, he's a doo-wop song from the 50s. <laughs> All right, Chris. Hey, what can we look forward to in the uh, issue that's about to come out of BYO? Anything good you want to tell us about? Uh, yeah. Well, actually, we've got a uh, article on Flanders Red, which is a, was a sour style. Oh, that's coming up. Beautiful. Um, let's see. There's an article about uh, basically how BJCP judges go about judging beer. Oh, cool. Great. Yeah. And uh, a couple other things. I, I actually for this one issue wrote the style profile uh, column, and it's on uh, everybody's favorite style, American Pilsner. Nice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm sure I'll get mail about that. Well, why are you writing about that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Somebody has to. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'll we take co- the dirty we've covered deed. Styles. Yeah, we've covered styles down to like you know. Salty beers and you know stone beers, German yeah stone beers yeah you know obscure styles brewed once a year in one German town and it's like <laughs> yeah okay okay I I guess we can finally cover American pilsner you can finally <laughs> answer that question can I brew a beer like Budweiser <laughs> uh, yes yes you can and here's how <laughs> you can but it's available at the store for cheap yes <laughs> so, yes yeah, so yeah. why do it. <laughs> All right, so check out the latest edition of BYO. It comes out in uh, just a few days, right? Yeah, it's actually uh, it's probably en route to all our subscribers right now. Okay. Uh, and uh, I'm, I'm not exactly sure when it arrives, but uh, it's it's out of the printer at least. So okay, it's a matter of days. Matter of days. It's coming out. If you haven't checked it out, please do. It's really a great magazine. And Chris, thanks again for spending all this time with us today. Yeah, we really appreciate it. Nice. Hey, thanks for having me on the show. It's been fun. Okay, we'll do it again. Excellent. We'll do dry stouts. Perfect. Thank you, sir. You have a good night. Good night, y'all. Thanks, Chris. Bye. A good dude spending a good amount of time with us, and yeah, uh, that was great. We appreciate that. So, look, uh, lambics and, and sour beers—it's a complicated topic. Uh, it's hard to uh, um, even be fluid about it. There's so many questions. Yeah. So, I'll tell you what—we might end up doing another one of those. Yeah, this definitely <laughs> won't know? be the last sour beer uh, yeah. show. All right, we are going to have to take a quick break. Uh, all right, fear not, everybody. When we come back, we're going to be doing our giveaway. <laughs> 
All right, we're going to let you register uh, to win a conical. Uh, there's two ways to do it tonight. One way was to donate, and please keep donating. We're going to put all the names in the hat here toward the very end of the show and draw a name. The other way is this fun contest. It's going to be a Guess This Sound contest, and we're going to play you some weird sound, and you're going to have to tell us what it is when we come back. So we're going to do that, too. You want the latest number of where we're at? Yeah, how are we doing on the donations? $1,400. Wow. Wow. $300 shy of you uh, having a pink mohawk, <laughs> JP. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, hey. Uh, $300 uh, to go. <laughs> That's my goal for tonight. Hey, great work, everybody. That's really fantastic. Yeah. I'm glad that you're uh, showing your support. JP like sporting a pink mohawk. It's important. You're all being good human beings out there, and That's I like true. to see that. Deposit in the karma bank. Speaking of uh, good human beings, when we come back, not only are we doing our registration, but the band Cold Hot Crash will be performing live in the Brewing Network studios. Hang in there. Be right back. You're listening to the Brewcasters. The Brewcasters on the Brewing Network. Somewhere in Banderma, Turkey. Damn, Abaka stream. Haha, <laughs> that Bob. Kelebek, what you do? Oh, hello, Diogo. I am in Brewing Network chat room trying to win conical fermenter. Brewing Network? Aren't that American pigs we hack into la- Did you say conical fermenter? Yes. Twelve gallons stainless steel from beer beer and more beer. Oh, and second one from HCA Industries. How you win? Four ways to win. Listen to live show, participate in chat, listen to archive, and submit name of Sunday live show. Last day to qualify is December 10th. Why you don't just hack homepage again? Our website's still broken from last reprisal. Now, I just win Conical and call it even. Good idea. The Brewing Network Conical Christmas Giveaway, sponsored by morebeer.com and hcaind.com. Don't miss your chance to qualify to win only from the Brewing Network. Well, beer, we've had some great times. When I was 17, I drank some very good beer. I drank some very good beer I purchased with a fake ID. My name was Brian McKee. I stayed up listening to Queen when I was 17.
it's my turn, which way do I go? Get out of the car. You're throwing the chair. No. Welcome back to the Brewcast. You're tuned to the Brewing Network, where we will be giving away two conical fermenters in the Brewing Network's first ever conical Christmas. That's going to happen next Sunday right here on the Brewing Network. We're registering two people today, plus one podcaster after the show, and we'll tell you how to do that a little bit later in the show, too. But we got to do our contest for the day. Uh, there's two ways to register today. The first way is if you have been listening the whole show, we're accepting donations for Linda Stark, who is back battling cancer and, and, and needs help with some treatment that she's getting. And uh, you can find out all about that at uh, brookston.org slash beer. And it's a great beer blog, and, and he's got an update on Linda there. And she's been working for the Brewers Association for years. So any, denom- uh, any denomination of donation that you've made today uh, will put your name in a hat. And we're going to draw one name tonight, and that will be one registrant for the week. The other way is this game that we're about to play where you're going to get to guess the sound that we're playing. And you're just going to have to call 888-401-BEER, or you can Skype us. But I will tell you that your best bet will probably be the telephone. 888-401-BEER. The first person to guess the sound correctly will be registered to win a conical. Now, as we're starting to do that, let me introduce our guests uh, for the rest of the the show. It's a local San Francisco band, Cold Hot Crash. How you doing, fellas? Good. Awesome. 
Get all your microphones turned up here. Now, you guys are going to do a little live performance for us uh, a little later? Yes, sir. A few minutes? Yes. You can go to coldhotcrash.com and, and check out the website, or you can go to myspace.com slash coldhotcrash, and you can download songs uh, there to do it and, and probably find weird pictures of the band. How do you guys hide the enormous size of the bass player's nose when you do uh, publicity <laughs> pictures? Photoshop. <laughs> I mean, that thing is ridiculous. That is a big nose. It's Photoshop 2006. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Photoshop Ultra. We have to paint some hair on top and stuff like that. And Whatever you... <laughs> wow. I mean, something. I mean, the guy, like, if you turn on stage, you're poking people. I don't know what happens with that thing. Yeah, the thing is, uh, nobody gives a shit about the bass player. <laughs> nobody knows what he looks like in any other band. Yeah. They're all looking at uh, Mick, the singer, anyway, and who cares about the nose yeah, of the other guy? I chose bass for the same reason you chose radio, and nobody gives a shit what we look like. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly right. An excellent point uh, Schumann, the bass player, makes. So we're going to get a little performance at a cold hot crash here in just a few minutes now. Daniela, I know this is one of your favorite games of all time to play. The, the It might be the favorite game ever. Ever. Doc, I want you to guess our first sound just to warm people up. All right, we'll give it a try. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, it's a high speed, uh, a 430 uh, Larry's. That's the model, even. Yeah. <laughs> he's not. He's he's a little off his game because he's used to hear people screaming in the background. <laughs> yeah. of that thing. So, JP, let me do it again. Maybe you can help him. Harry, let's try once more. <laughs> now you got it, right, Doc? <laughs> Oh, okay. <laughs> That's a little more familiar. Yeah. <laughs> Did anybody spurt blood on me, too? <laughs> okay, 888-401-BEER is the number. i got to take this call first. Yeah, because the line is busy. Oh, good point. <laughs> An excellent point, Daniela. That's, Thank you. That's why you're here. That's why I have a brain. Hobgoblin's on the line with us, and Hobgoblin sent us uh, a, a fantastic gift that we've been enjoying throughout the show. How are you today, sir? I'm doing pretty well. And you sent us some beer bread. Beer bread. Man, do I like beer bread. <laughs> Wasn't that good? It was first one. Is it your first? That was my first beer bread. I was um, I bottled some uh, triple earlier this week, and there was such a beautiful ring of yeast scum around the top of the fermenter that I decided to see if I could get some beer uh bread to rise from it and it worked oh so you actually use the yeast scum to make the the bread rise yeah, i just i just you know basically pitched the flour onto the onto the cake yeah um and then i had a uh, i had a bag of crushed grain that i from a beer i was gonna do that i didn't didn't do and i chucked about half of that in it so it, that's actually you know malt and stuff the crunchies are, are real beer malts oh totally regurgitating everything I ate tonight, right now, as you say that. It's a lot of fiber. Some fiber for you, yeah. yeah. The colon There's won't no know what hit row, it. So it's not moderately fibered. It's only two row. Ah, uh, okay. So it's only my. I need a little fiber in my diet, actually. I haven't eaten anything today except for your beer bread. So, uh, we need a little fiber in our... Yeah. This might be a it short segment. You, it will make you fart. I, I have to say. Okay. What? Thank you for this. Uh, you stop eating that bread. Hey, he's talking to you, Daniela. I don't fart, but you might. Yeah, girl. Do they? How many slices of his beer bread have you had, Daniela? Several. <laughs> I don't even know what a fart feels like. It would be my first. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> It'll be one stinky German. Well, I gotta say, I like the bread. I like the consistency of it. It's just a little bit too bitter. 
Too bitter. To my taste, yeah, my personal. I um, it was a little perception. bitter, but it is beer bread, so. It's supposed it, to be there's bitter. No, there's no hops in it, though. It smells fantastic. Would you be so kind as to post the recipe of the beer bread on our forum? I absolutely will. Cool. I think we have a. I think we have a beer food uh, segment. Of course, it's called beer food vigorously. Ah, uh, go to the beer food vigorously segment and, and post it there because I think a lot of people have, uh, you know, wondered how they can use their spent grain and, and yeast scum to uh, make food products for the rest of us. Just as long as nobody gets mad at me for having my avatar being too big. Yeah, <laughs> uh, you got you to be careful about that. They're a finicky bunch of forum users every now and then. I found that out. Yeah, don't don't break the code of the forum. They might. Uh, at least all they do, they, they sort of insult you and yell at you and, and, and then thank you and be nice to you afterward. It's a very strange bunch. They were all very nice after I yeah. brought the thing down, after I raised it much bigger. I yeah. think it was like 2,000 pixels for a little while there. Yeah, that's way too big. You're lucky I didn't yell at you for that. No, if you would have if you would have had titties on that beer, it would have been on that picture. It would have been fine. Yeah, it's true. That's the problem. Is that it was a picture of you? If there were if there were breasts in your avatar, nobody would have complained. Well, I'll, I'll remember that next time. <laughs> <laughs> thanks for the bread. Yes, hey, thanks so much. And we got your beer, too. We're going to be drinking that. So um, thank you very uh, much for the care package. Yes, that's an early one. So, you know, don't don't be afraid to uh, rip me a new sphincter on that one because the criticism will, okay. will be helpful. Hey, that's always what we like to do here is get uh, constructive criticism. And usually uh, I'm the butt of, of that joke. So I'm glad well, to you guys have, you. You guys have helped me out a lot. I'm... I'm I'm getting better, so. Cool. Hey, so am I, Hobgoblin. So join the, join the Getting Better Club. Thank you. <laughs> All right, brother. Hi. Thanks very much. Hey. Go ahead. How about a second phone line so I can just stay on hold and listen to the show at work? Oh, you can't get it uh, online, huh? Not at work. Yeah. We'll, we'll work and on it's that. It's been great being on hold because I've been able to listen to the show. So. <laughs> All right. I'll tell you what. I'll make this promise to you. Uh, as soon as we can pay our first rent, we'll add a second phone line. And okay, then, then, and then, you, then you can yeah, then you can tie it up. And good work on the donations. My dad died from leukemia, so I'm, I was really glad to hear you guys doing something like ah, that. Very Thank good. It, it's a worthwhile cause, and uh, everybody needs a little help every now and then, you know. So. Right. Thanks, Hobgoblin. Okay. Take it easy. Cheers. Bye. A good guy sending us uh, good things, beer and bread, to nourish the brewcasters, and that's that's pretty cool. What else do you need? Yeah, not not much else. All right. Are you ready to do our contest before we get to Cold ready. Hot Crash? Okay. I'm going to play the sound for you, and uh, here's what we're going to do. We, we do have to alter the first caller to get the sound right, because we're not going to accept entries until caller number five. Okay. okay. And that's to uh, compensate for everybody's delay because some people are going to hear the sound within five seconds and others it's going to take 40 seconds to get to them. It's just, it's the nature of the internet. So we're going to try to buffer that by, we'll start accepting entries at caller number five and then the first person to give the correct answer to this sound will win. Now, uh, studio members, if you, if you, if you get the sound right off the bat, you need to keep it to yourself. All right. I know everybody wants, everybody gets excited. Like Daniela wants to blurt out uh, who it is. <laughs> yeah, mute my mic. I will give you this clue. Uh. The sound is of an animal. It's an animal sound. So you tell us the animal that's making this sound. <laughs> I, t- 
just like the sound, whatever it is. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely. Uh, I don't know what the animal's doing during the sound. But I just know it's an animal making. Sounds like a porn I saw once. It's, it's making this sound. Tell us the animal. Caller number five. It's <laughs> a, a frog fart. Eight 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 four zero one beer is the number. I probably should have announced that first, but you all know the number. Eight 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 four zero one beer. Starting with caller number five, we will accept entries to what this sound is. <laughs> I could do a whole show with just that Me sound. Yeah. We had so much fun last night in the studio. Yeah. <laughs> It sounds like uh, JP's bare butt sliding down a slide. <laughs> oh, that's is that what it sounds like? Well, I'm surprised you remember that because you took that slide out years ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is actually an animal making that sound, and we're going to start accepting answers at uh, caller number five, which uh, I do believe is our our next phone call. Next caller. Caller, you are caller number five. Do you have an answer to the sound? Gors, it's a sheeple. I do like your enthusiasm, but it's actually not a sheep. Thank you for playing. The phone lines are open. 888-401-BEER. Please tell us what animal is making this sound. Tell you, I wish it was my uh, my pet that was making that. Me sound. too. Caller, uh, you're on the air. Uh, do you know the animal that's making that sound? Our next uh, animal is Adam Schumann, <laughs> <laughs> the, the bass player of Cold Hot Crash. You're close. It's a, it's a turkey. It's not a turkey. I'm sorry. Thank you for playing. The phone lines are open. Eight 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 four zero one beer. What animal is making this Could be Adam sound? With a turkey. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> Now, this caller must know you personally, Adam. <laughs> no, <laughs> like, you make closely. <laughs> Intimately. It is a really weird sound, I'll tell you that. Caller, you're on the air. What animal is making that sound? A wild, drunken turkey. <laughs> uh, also a good guess, but it is not a turkey of any kind. Uh, thank you for the call. The phone lines are open. 888-401-BEER. Here's the animal you're trying to guess. <laughs> Prince Charles laughing. Yeah, that's that's what it is. Caller, uh, tell us the animal. Uh, is it a llama? It is not a llama. Uh, another excellent guess. Eight 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 four zero one beer. Keep trying. Llama's a good guess. How would you know what a llama sounds like? I don't know. You have to have been around llamas, I guess. Caller, uh, what what animal's making that sound? Well, it sounds like a camel to me. Yeah, it's not a camel, actually, but a, it a, like a, camel a, a good guess. Uh, 888-401-BEER. Keep trying. It's a tough one. I know. I was going to play it again. Play it again. <laughs> I mean, it, it, sh- it really should be a camel or like something. I want that to be my ringtone. <laughs> you can have it. I'll, is I'll that my phone? It. Yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> Caller, what animal do you think is making that sound? Oh, a llama? It's not a llama. I'm sorry. Nope. Okay. All right. A good guess. The milk. I'll tell you what. We do have some backup sounds here because we were afraid that this one might be too difficult. We just we wanted to to make it that way to have a little fun with it. Uh, caller, what uh, what what sound do you think that animal's ma- or what an- you know what I'm saying? It sounds like a goat. Like a goat? It's a not. Goat. It's not a goat. I'm sorry. Uh. Yeah. Doc would have 
Doc wouldn't have been able to contain himself oh, yeah, I, if, if it was exactly. a goat. <laughs> he would have said it right off the bat. The lines are open. We're running the, the, the gamut here. <laughs> this doesn't doesn't get old to me. No. I could I could play this game till tomorrow. All right, caller. What what animal do you think's making that sound? It is an ostrich. It's not an ostrich. I'm oh, sorry. Yeah. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> so much disappointment. I know everyone. Men's voice. What was the clue? It's just that it's an animal. I didn't oh, give yeah. any other clues. Well, you got to give another clue now. Hey, caller. Go ahead. What what animal do you think's making that sound? Is there any possible way it's a penguin? It's not a penguin. I wish that's the sound penguins made. That'd be a very odd animal. That'd be, that'd be a lot cooler. <laughs> Thank you for calling. Thanks. All right. I don't want to give um, a hint on this one because then I feel like we're cheating, you know. Okay. And, uh, well, then you play another. I'll have to do another sound if they don't get this soon. All right, caller. Uh, getting down to it. What animal do you think's making that sound? How about a toucan? It is not a toucan. I'm sorry. Oh, man. What is a toucan? It's a bird. It's, a bird. Oh. Yeah. it's not a bird of any kind. I'll tell you guys that. It's it's not a bird and it's not a it's it's not a horse-like animal either. It's fluffy too. And it's and it's fluffy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. This is impossible, I guess. It's hard. You never know like whether they're too easy or too impossible. It's true. I figured someone who watches National Geographic regularly, you know, might be able to get it. <laughs> no. All right, caller, what do you think? I'm thinking goose. All right, that's the dumbest guess we've gotten. All <laughs> <laughs> I just got to say right now. I'm going away now. <laughs> Thanks for the call. That's like Sully. <laughs> it did sound like Sully, too. <laughs> I'm thinking goose. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I racked my big red head about that one, too. It's not a bird of, uh, of any kind. Uh, caller, what animal do you think is making that sound? How about a zebra? It's not a zebra. No, sir. It's not a horse-like animal. It doesn't... Uh, you can't give clues. I already did this. I no, said it's, it's not a bird. Is it a biped or is it a quadruped? I don't know. What I don't even mean? know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Walk on two legs or four legs. What do you think, caller? Is it a donkey? It's not a donkey. Okay. Thank Apparently, you. even your clues go unheard, much like the rest of your <laughs> shtick. Dude, it's just like why even eight people have said sheep. Why do I speak? <laughs> yeah. What am I here for? Let's go to cold hot crash. <laughs> we'll play it once more. And if you have another, if you have another sound, do we in the studio get a chance to guess that? <laughs> All right, caller, you're going to be the last caller of tonight. What do you, What do you think it is? A sea lion. No, it's not a sea lion, but a, a good guess. All I, right, I keep taking the calls, and you have the guys play. Well, I was going to play another animal. Oh, no one's going to get it if you haven't gotten it by now. It's, I have it's somebody in the chat saying, "I know, I know," and he's trying to get through. Okay, all right, I'll keep it open. We'll we'll hang in there. Let's take one more here, and, and more hang in there. Caller, what do you think it is? I think it's a boob on the crapper. <laughs> I tell you what, I wish I could give you the win for that, because I would if I could. But uh, rules are rules. It's, it's actually not love on the crapper. Good guess, my friend. No, thanks. All right, uh, Daniela, we'll keep taking answers then, and uh, we'll go over to Cold Hot Crash. You guys just played a, a big concert here in San Francisco. It's uh, a radio station uh, called Live 105 over here. Uh, it's actually uh, my radio station's sister station. They do uh, all the alternative rock on there, and they had a big concert that you guys got to open for, which is a big deal for a local band like you guys, huh? Yes, it was. Thank you. <laughs> Just trying to get the mic closer. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, but you guys, yeah! op- <laughs> you open for some big names, right? 
Uh, the Killers was on the bill. Raconteurs, The Shins, Modest Mouse. It's fantastic. And uh, you guys were the very first act to play of the night. That's right. We got a little bit shafted, but uh, that kind of yeah. sucks. We, we right? tried to ch- change with the Killers, but they weren't having it for some reason. Was, you know? We yeah. tried to Rochambeau. They yeah. wouldn't go for it. No. No. I don't see why not. They're not very forgiving. I know? thought it was fair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, Rochambeau is as fair as it gets. Man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know. You know. Uh, that's a good opportunity for you guys, though, and uh, things seem to be going well. I'll tell you, we've been playing your music on the network here for uh, a couple months now, and every time we play it, even though I always play you know the same ones, every time I get a I get emails about hey who who's that and can you play more of it and and make sure you do more cold hot crash. Absolutely, very cool. That's so, awesome. A lot of people were real stoked to have you guys in here, so uh, thank you for for hanging out and and doing the show with us. Yeah, of course. Thank you. Now, you got an album coming out soon. People have asked me about that, too, because they want to buy it. But is it, it's not available just yet? Uh, not quite yet. It's in the works. Um, well, we recorded already, but um, we're okay. still trying to work out on uh, how it's going to be released and okay. with who. But um, we're hoping for early next year. Okay. What, what you should tell them to do. Yes. Is to just march down to Warner Brothers. Yeah. And ask them when they're going to put it out. I'm sure they're all going to do ask that. Ask them for the release date. <laughs> yeah. Mick, you have a sort of an angry troll look when you do that. When you when you sort of put the head down and the yeah, <laughs> you look very like I would go to Warner Brothers for you if you looked at me like that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. When's that record coming up? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Hook us up. Yeah. All right. So definitely looking for a label though to get the album out. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's the best way to to make sure enough people can can hear it and, and get to it. You know, self distribution goes far, but. Uh, Maybe not far enough. It goes from your van to the venue. <laughs> yeah, that's how far it goes. How much gas is in the van. Yeah. All right. In the meantime, uh, where can we get the... I know you guys got some songs for download, right? Yeah, you can download them on uh, myspace.com. Myspace.com slash cold.crash. Okay. Or our website, cold.crash.com. Okay. Or if you go to our shows, we give away like three song samplers. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Uh, December 22nd, if you're in the Bay Area, you guys are playing a, a great club, actually, at the bottom of the hill. In San Francisco. That's right. Yeah. So uh, what time is that show at? You guys know? It probably starts at 10. Yeah. And it's with the Herms and uh, Faces of New York. Uh, Facing New York. Facing New York. Sorry. Okay. Fantastic. And now, uh, where are you guys in the rotation on that one? We're playing second. Playing second. So you're not the uh, the low lives. No, nope, no. Nope. We built our way up a little bit. One, one band two. higher than what we're used to. So. <laughs> that's good. And do they give you free beer when you play these gigs? Or you they do. It? We do get free beer. That's right. Yeah. That's important. I don't know if it's craft beer. Yeah. But they definitely have free packs. They're like, yeah, we'll give packs. you the free, yeah. free crap. The natty ice. <laughs> natty ice. The natty light. Oh, the human love. <laughs> Tell you, when you're poor, it, it, it works. All right. We're still working on, uh, no one's getting it, right, Daniela? How? Oh, hang on. Let me turn you on there. How many fluffy animals are out there? Because I've just received 2,000 calls. Okay. Here, I take want these one. guys to do, all right, we'll take one more. All right. A, call, a caller. Ca- ca- caller. <laughs> uh, what animal you think uh, is making the noise? A mongoose. <laughs> it's not a mongoose. It's, it's not a mongoose. Uh, it's good. Okay, I, I'll tell you what. <clears throat> I had to take the phone off the hook. We're gonna we're gonna change it up. We're gonna do another one. But I don't want the phone ringing in the background when these guys are gonna play. Okay. Because I, I, they got some good. Music. You guys want to get ready to play a tune for yeah. us? Yeah. We're good. All right. Uh, why don't you guys do that? And uh, here's what I'll do. I'll play the next sound while you guys are getting ready for that. And that way the delay will have kicked in for everybody and. Uh, you can you can make another guess. So here, uh, we're no longer playing the other sound. Uh, does anybody in the studio want to make a guess of uh, of what that sound was that w- that we've been playing? Koala. 
You're the closest so far, Doc, with koala. Panda. Turtle. Yes. Yeah. Doc got it. it. It's a panda. The panda, it's apparently. It's a laughing panda. The panda bear sounds like this. I didn't know either, so don't worry, guys. <laughs> I'm just going to play it multiple times for you. It's obvious to me that the people who watch National Geographic are not within our demographic. Yeah, go figure. All right, here is your new sound. The phone line will remain busy uh, as these guys play, and then I'll, I'll hang up when they're done, and, and that gives everybody ample time to hear our new sound. And, and this is your new, it's still an animal. Here's your animal sound to register to win a conical from Beer, Beer, and More Beer in HCA Industries. Okay. That so sounds like you. <laughs> yeah, but it's an animal. And that's your new animal sound. If uh, if you've guessed it, then uh, 888-401-BEER, and we'll take the first caller to get it right. In the meantime, Cold Hot Crash is going to play a tune for us. What are you going to play, Mick? We're going to go for dividing up circles again. Awesome. Let's do it. It works. The floor is yours. Cold Hot Crash on the Brewing Network. When dividing up circles, first you straighten the curves. Now they're running in parallel. But it won't be the first time. If you hold on a while, there's another one coming, slowly on weekend, for the sake of us all, set on fire to test it, made the company proud, cold eye crash makes you turn and look over your shoulder. Chasing the way it goes, you know, somewhere it goes. Chasing the way it goes, you know, somewhere it goes. I don't care if it's broken. We could all use a fix. Just beware of the motions Are they stolen or quick now? Seems so long to the top But it's fast when you fall in Only to find it Nothing like the brochure And the price is outrageous And the service is not what you paid for
You got that grungy rock and roll voice going, like, like as opposed to like Barbara Streisand or something, or Angry Troll, <laughs> or the Angry. Actually, you do. You have an Angry Troll voice going. I like right. that. That's very rock and roll. Yeah, you try being short your whole life, Mun- <laughs> yeah. Munchkin your whole life. <laughs> then yeah. see what happens. Troll. You're pissed. <laughs> Can't buy clothes that fit. <laughs> Can't get into the rides even when you're over 21. Oh, that's that's a shame. That's sad. Yeah. <laughs> even though I sound like I've been smoking since I was 13 and I'm 40. Everybody in the band is taller than you, even though you're the one in the center of the stage. Yeah. <laughs> what a mess. <laughs> They're gonna have to do some camera tricks on the posters that come out to make you look. Yeah. You know. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, caller. Uh, you have a guess on that second animal that we played. Yeah, it's uh, either Doc being constipated or yeah. it's a water buffalo. It's not. It's not Doc? It's not Doc, and it's not a water <laughs> buffalo. Unless, of course, a water buffalo is another name for what it actually is. I don't know. We'll find out. I'll tell you what. If after we get the answer that I'm looking for, we find out that the that the water buffalo is, is also an answer, we're going to give it to that guy because... Uh, I don't know. Some animals have different names sometimes, you know? Like take Doc, for example. Sometimes he's Scott. And well, why don't you just tell us what it is, and we'll let you know. <laughs> because then the competition doesn't go on. Oh, yeah, that's right. All right. Caller, what do you think that animal is? I think it's a water buffalo. It's another one with a water Maybe buffalo. Maybe it is a water buffalo. Let me tell you what. Uh, yeah, I'm a little <laughs> angry, I guess. Was that the, was that the second water buffalo? Hang in there. Hang in there. Daniela, do a, uh, Google a water buffalo and see if it's the same thing that we're looking for. I hate that. Why can't everything just have one name? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, it's so cute. You like the water buffalo? <laughs> yeah. Is it what it is? I've typed it to you so. over there. Let me see it. No, it's not a water buffalo. That's what I said. Yeah. Uh, a good guess, but it's not a water buff- buffalo. 888-401-BEER. Here is your sound once again. <laughs> It's similar to a, a water buffalo, but it's not actually a, a water buffalo. Let's try. Caller, what do you think it is? I'm going to say a caribou. It's not a caribou. You're all in the ballpark. 888-401-BEER. It's not a caribou or a water buffalo. But it does sound like this. <laughs> all right, caller, what do you think? Oh my God. Is it a yak? It's not a yak. You're all right. Oh, man, you guys are close. It's it's not a yak. Somebody's going to guess it. I know it. Though a yak has a couple of names, too, doesn't it? All right there. Is, is, it, is it a yak? It's the same thing. All right, caller, what do you think? Bison. It's not a bison. It's 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 right there, guys. You're all You're all close. Why can't there just, seriously, can't there just be one? We should have gone with the, we're looking for the genus name of, of the of the. I think it's Push and Sven recording our next promo spot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That the outtakes. Be, yeah. I thought this would be like the easiest contest that we've done. 
I guess not. Caller, what do you think that that noise is? Hey, that'd be a moose, eh? That's a moose, my friend. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, I knew it. <laughs> Leave it to the Canadians to know what the moose is. Hey, moose drool, right on. <laughs> Absolutely, it is a moose, and and unless you think it's not a beer-related contest, shame on you, because <laughs> moose drool is a fantastic uh, ale out of uh, I don't even know where. I forget where they're at. Montana, that's right. Montana. All right, sir, you are now registered to win a conical courtesy of Beer, Beer, and More Beer and HCA Industries in the Brewing Network's Conical Christmas. Congrats, my friend. Thank you. Hang on. uh, Just send Send an email. Send an email to Daniela at thebrewingnetwork.com. All righty. I'll do that right now. All right. Do that, and we'll get you all registered. If you have troubles, you can send it to Justin at thebrewingnetwork.com, too. So just make sure we get your information. And you, sir, are now registered. Just don't let Justin send me a flick of his titties. What? <laughs> I just heard titties and Justin. Yeah, and flicking. Well, titties and beer, eh? <laughs> <laughs> All right, hey. brother. Uh, send an email, and uh, you're now registered. So uh, congratulations to you for guessing this. I don't know if that's a good quality. You know that, or, or not. That's a good animal. It's not as good as this one. That's our favorite animal, Doc. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, how about another one out of you guys? Since, uh, you know, you're here and you got guitars in your hand and we like the rock and roll anyway. So Cold Hot Crash is joining us in the studio and we're hoping to rip these recordings and sell them for, you know, a lot of cash when you guys make it big. Uh, 50 cents nonetheless. <laughs> yeah, they were at least 50 cents. And uh, speaking of 50 cents, please uh, help Linda Stark and donate uh, to her cause. She really needs help right now. And you can hit the donate button on uh, the Brewing Network dot com and uh we're going to send every bit of cash over to uh to linda so that she can uh, get a little help uh, in her battle with cancer so uh looking for your help hit the donate button and it's going to register you uh, also to win a conical all right fellas what do you think hey real quick i got something yeah so what's the mark jp 1700 you're doing a mohawk yeah, for seventeen, if we reach seventeen hundred, JP's going to do a pink mohawk. I've already committed to a pink beard and pink uh, man hair. I'll do a pink section. You'll do a pink section of your head. You can see that bottom of the hill. If we reach, what do, what do you think? You want to do it for? Uh, have we reached JP's mark yet? We have not. So shall we just go with more incentive to reach JP's mark? Will yeah. you do it for the seventeen hundred yeah. mark? All right. So another incentive to uh, get us on the on the seventeen hundred dollar mark from from you listeners, Mick from Cold Hot Crash. They're playing it. It's a big show yeah. that they're playing <laughs> at the bottom banner. of the hill. By the way, how about uh, Pink Sideburns? Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> He's got big sideburns. Well, I don't know about all that. Good one. Oh, <laughs> where's the commitment? You, see what you got yourself into. That, yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> he, he gives a he gives an inch, we take a mile. That's well, the way you your hair, you will here. look like a troll, dude. Seriously. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. All right. If you, if you break two grand, I'll do pink sideburns. Wow. All right. Great. So 1,700 is a pink spot in the head, and two grand is pink sideburns. All right, two grand, and it really is for a good. We're, we're having fun here. It's for a good cause. It's a Linda, great cause. She really needs the help, and uh, I can't think of a, of a better reason to donate money than to, uh, 
you know, save a person's life. So right. uh, it's it's really a good way to do these things, and uh, and we're all going to, you know, look silly because of it, and I like that. Right. Now, it doesn't mean that we have to reach it tonight, right? The podcast only goes out tomorrow. That's true. The And then that's our thousands of listeners that are <laughs> actually only going to tune in tomorrow. Guess what, Mick? You're going to have pink side birds. <laughs> you will. <laughs> well, then, <laughs> shit. If you make 5000 I'll dye my hair. $5,000 to do the whole thing pink. You there see you a go. troll on December 22nd at the bottom of the hill there. The next there'll be a whole line of little figurines. <laughs> we'll post pictures of the whole thing. I appreciate yeah, that. That is That's cool, man. Rocker trolls. <laughs> All right, guys. What are you going to play for us next? It's called When You're Gone. Cool. It's the last track on our record. Let's do it. Your soul, cause you can't afford it. Left your home for California on your own. Trying to market your new life. Getting close, just never cuts it.
Cold Hot Crash off of their uh, album soon to be released. Uh, that's great, man. That's a really good song. You guys sound good. Thank you. I like it. What do you think, Doc? It's not so bad, huh? Grab a, grab a mic yeah. there. Oh, it's always nice to have a little live music. Yeah, live music. I can hear the critics now. I thought this was a beer show. I'll you tell know, you what. Just name themselves Cold Hot Break. <laughs> <laughs> it's the same thing, right? Yeah. I'll take the record. There's beer references in that song. There, so there you go. Yeah, fair enough. If uh, if if homemade music and guys uh, trying to do you know do their own thing and and, and make it their own way w- in a band doesn't fit with home brewing, I don't know what does. So I'm going to give a you know big f you to those those of you critics who are complaining about the beer show right now. A little entertainment goes a long way. They like to drink homebrew. That's right. <laughs> oh yeah, we do. Let there me just go. tell you, we only get fantastic feedback here in the chat room. Cool. Everybody's very happy. And very quiet when the guys are playing, which usually is a very good sign. They're paying attention. It's like when you put good food on the table. Yeah. Everybody shuts up to exactly. eat. Exactly. Unless it's <laughs> unless it's bad food, and then everyone keeps talking because they don't want to eat. That's why I feed you constantly. Yeah. So I shut up. <laughs> start doing it on the show more often. I think is what should happen. How are we doing on getting that drawing ready? Uh, well, we're working on it. Working you want to do the other drawing first, maybe? Yeah, we can do the other drawing. So, podcasters, I know that you folks have been waiting anxiously throughout the archive that you're listening to. Last week's, uh, the way we were going to get you to qualify is, uh, all you had to do was submit your name to conical at thebrewingnetwork.com. Don't bother doing it now because it's it's over. You can't do it. Uh, but you all submitted a name, and uh, those of you who did got put into a bucket. Uh, here, This is the bucket. I'm shaking it now. It's a big bucket. A lot of names. Uh, we spent a lot of time uh, writing names and, and putting them in, in buckets. Uh, it's like that mambo thing of popcorn you get at the movies. Yeah. And by we, I mean Daniela. Thank you. <laughs> so uh, here we have uh, everybody's name from you podcasters who submitted. It was uh, the easiest way to enter uh, by far. And we're going to pick just one of you. Just one of you of all these names. How many names would you say there are here? A couple of hundred? A few hundred. A few hundred. Oh, yeah. Uh, a names here, so I wrote my little German fingers bloody. Is that right? Yeah. So your odds are like good, <laughs> right? That's good math, Justin. <laughs> Thank you. Your odds are somewhere around better than in good. a lottery. Like Hundred to one. <laughs> yeah. Those are good odds. Yeah. It's, like not, it. it's not bad. <laughs> and it's going to register you uh, to win a conical. I think we'll let the good doctor go ahead and pick. So however you want to do it, you can dig around, you can take from the bottom, take from the top, just grab yourself one piece of paper there, Doc. Hey, you got things in here that's not paper. Yeah, that's... Uh, Those are your fingers, Doc. Oh, okay. <laughs> Don't worry about that. Okay. Now, Doc is going to... He's he's now opening the, the paper to reveal our podcast winner. And podcaster, whoever this is, I recommend that you send Daniela an email with your name as well. Uh, you can't read Daniela's writing, can you? No. Barry Wieg. Barry Wieg, you've just become registered to win a conical courtesy of Beer, Beer, and More Beer and HCA Industries. Yeah, Barry. In the Brewing Network's Conical Christmas. Barry Wieg, W-E-E-G. When you listen to this, uh, you're going to go ahead and, and you're going to need to send Daniela an email, Daniela at thebrewingnetwork.com. If you entered your name, you, sir, are today's podcast registrant. And the last... Uh, podcast regist. No, we got one more. We got to do it again today, don't we? Yeah, we got one more podcast registrant. Yeah, we got to do that competition, which I have to outline for you 
as well. How close are you to being able to do that drawing over there, Daniela? Three minutes. Three one minutes song. Away. I'm one song close. You guys want to rock another song for us? What do you think? Sure. A little more cold hot crash. It'll give us the time to uh, enjoy our beer and uh, put together all the names uh, from those of you who've been kind enough to donate to Linda Stark today. And uh, we really appreciate that. And of course, uh, so will she. We'll be doing this donation again next week. So uh, please stay tuned where we'll also be giving away our conicals and and end our whole conical giveaway plus the year the year of of the brewing network i think that's what this year was jp it was the year of the brewing network (laughs) glad you agree i don't nothing else happened in the world that was as important as the brewing network so we dub it the year of the brewing network (laughs) all right fellas what are you going to play for us now it's called like me too all right let's do it
guys sound awesome. great. I can't even pick my favorite. It's you, awesome. And you guys thought you couldn't do a bunch of acoustic, but it sounds great. Well, we're ad-libbing here as we go along. It's really. I think. I think it's. It's. Yeah. Uh, just as good acoustic as as when you you plug it all in. You know, it's different. Obviously, it's a different experience. Intimate. But it sounds great. Hey, thanks a lot. Thank yeah. you. I mean, I don't know if you're ready for like MTV Unplugged or anything, but this is close to that. It's yeah. yeah, yeah. The, the, you know. <laughs> thank you, JP. Network Unplugged. Bring Network Unplugged. It's a whole new series we're starting. Do they even do music on that show? <laughs> yeah, they don't. So for that matter, maybe you are ready. <laughs> God, that was like ten years ago. <laughs> yeah. Did we say when and where we can buy the CD? Uh, they don't know when yet, is what mm-hmm. we said. So, but you can go get downloads on their MySpace. So, myspace.com slash cold hot crash. And you can download a couple of these songs that they play. At least the first one I know is there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you can get that one. And, uh, the rest of these are bonuses. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll replay them on the BNs. So you and have to tune into us to get them. When are you guys playing live next time? Uh, December 22nd at the bottom of the hill in San Francisco. There you go. Awesome. So you gotta be in the Bay Area. <gasps> I won't they... be here. Nope. But I will. <laughs> so I'll be rocking with you guys. Don't worry. Drinking nothing but fine crafted beers. That's right. <laughs> On Schumann. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> All right. How are we doing? Can we do our drawing for? We totally can. All right. Now this drawing is a very special one, not just because it gets you registered for the conical, but it's because of all of, all of you have been gener- generous enough to donate tonight. And, uh, you know, we can't thank you enough. It's a, it's a good showing, folks. You really made a good showing and, uh, Tell you what, you 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 practiced what y'all preach about the uh, the community. So. Absolutely, I I said uh, I told the guys in the chat room tonight, like what they showed tonight with how much money they donated, and we're over fourteen hundred dollars now, wow. and that's not including the um, wow. five hundred dollars from Brian from HC Industries. That's fantastic. So we almost raised two thousand dollars tonight. Yeah. I want to say that uh, this made me uh, encouraged me again, and why I do this for free every Sunday and work on the Brewing Network every day of the week yeah. in the evening for free. Sure. Because the community is fantastic, and yeah. if so, if help is needed, they they're right there, and that's great. Absolutely, and I definitely almost have pink sideburns at this point. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, you <laughs> failed to mention the five hundred. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry, sorry about that. Other whole fourteen hundred plus the five hundred. Where'd that come from? Yeah, sorry about that whole omitting information thing. <laughs> hey, you're gonna look good on that show, though. I can't wait. <laughs> Just when you were about to get signed, uh, the only complaint they're gonna have is is how you look. He had brown hair with pink sideburns. Hell yeah. no. Yeah, yeah. Shame on him. <laughs> you look like a beer boner than he already does. <laughs> you guys will be back to first band in no time. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> All right, so Danielle is getting the drawing all set. Why don't we have Mick from the band go ahead and pick who uh, the lucky registrant is, since he's been nice enough to offer up his sideburns uh, for our for our donation. She's getting it ready. Uh, she's got a whole. You dropped one. Make sure you got all of them there. There's one right there. All right, we want everybody to have a chance. And uh, like I said, this is a pretty special drawing. You guys are very cool to have done this, and hopefully we can reward you. With your chance to win a conical, so one of you at least will be in there. And uh, go ahead, just just grab any one of them, and uh, let's see who we got. You want to read it? Sure. Go ahead. It says Choice Buildings. Choice Buildings. It's a company name, yeah. Okay, some of you donated uh, from your from your company accounts, and that's fine too. Choice Buildings, you've now become registered to win a conical, courtesy of Beer, Beer, and More Beer and HCA Industries, and our first ever conical Christmas. That's fantastic. All right. So we have our two registrants for today, and that will be it for live listeners. There will be no more registrants. You will have to tune in live next week to win. I know what you're saying. 
why do I have to listen live? Because I said so. That's it. It's the way things work, all right? That's the how we do promotions around here. you got to tune in to win. So if you're one of our registrants, and we'll be shooting you an email this week just to remind you, because we're nice like that, you're going to have to tune in next Sunday, the 17th, where we'll be doing our end-of-the-year show, and, and you'll be competing to win one of these conicals. Now... For you podcasters, we still have one more podcaster to register, and here's what you have to do. You need to go to the Brewing Network forum, and you need to post in a thread that we're going to create for you. And the thread is going to be called Podcast Registrants. It's very simple. If you're a podcast registrant, we're going to create a topic for you. Go to the Brewing Network forum. It's thebrewingnetwork.com slash forum. Or you can just go to the homepage and click on the forum button. And we're going to put up a post that says podcast registrants. Uh, specifically, if you've never used our forum before, you're going to need to go in there and register as a new user. And I guarantee it'll be painless. It's a great resource for beer information. A lot of cool guys just like you who like to talk about beer. So you need to go in there and just post something. It doesn't matter. I don't care if you say hello or, or uh, I have a, a big knows or whatever it is that you want to say just say something and we'll see your name there and uh, what we're going to do is is put all of those names in a hat and and pick one of you so we're trying to make these as random as possible to eliminate the first come first serve stuff that we have with the trivia and uh, give everybody a chance to do it so did i get all that right daniela is that how we're doing it absolutely okay so we're going to create that thread for you tonight if you're a podcaster just go in there now a little brewer's code if you are tuned in live tonight, please don't post in the podcaster registrant thread. All right? You're not allowed to do it. You had your chance tonight, and we really, it's, it's our, our podcasters are, are just as big a part of this program as our live listeners. So let them have a chance to register. So Brewer's Code, folks, do not cheat. You're not allowed to post in the podcast registrant thread if you are a live listener tonight. Okay? And that's just the way it's going to work. Uh, so for you podcasters, you have until Wednesday. All right, that's it. Wednesday. Wednesday at midnight, Pacific time, we shut down the entries, and we're going to take all those names, put them in a hat, we'll draw somebody, we'll let you know who wins. And you, too, have to turn tune in next week. All right? So let me rephrase that. Podcasters, every one of you that's registered throughout the entire uh, uh, contest, you must tune in live for next Sunday's show in order for your chance to win a conical. If any of you don't show up, we're going to keep drawing names from the hat that we had today from, from last week's podcast registration. All right? So don't complain. Tune in. You're getting a conical out of the thing. So uh, that's the way it's going to work. All right? I'll post official rules on the forum so that if you have any questions, you can find it all there. Does that cover everything, Daniela? Show names. Oh, man. There's so many things to cover. I know. Uh, we're going to post... <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Confusing myself, I can just imagine what the listeners are thinking. I know right what now. we're gonna do with the show name. Go ahead, please. So we have received a ton of different suggestions for the show names. What we're gonna do is we're gonna build a top ten list out of those. Correct. Yes. yes. And those top ten, yes, uh, voted by you and yes. Doc and myself. <laughs> shut it. Sorry. <laughs> are gonna be posted on the forum. Yes. Up for a vote. Yes. From you. And the top five. Will be registered yeah. for the Conical Christmas. That's Is that it. it? That's it. That was pretty easy, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> That's it. We're still going to have to post these rules in the forum. I, I, can, I can hear the questions already. 
Mostly because I have most of them. <laughs> but I, but I tend to, I tend to align myself with our slow listeners <laughs> who have a lot of questions. <laughs> so. <laughs> We'll have to do some forum posts. So, all right, everybody's going to be registered. There's going to be a total of 20 people, and uh, 20 people will be competing for two conicals. That, again, is a that's a chance in, uh, of, like, pretty good. <laughs> that is actually a pretty good chance. Now, now I'm right this time, yeah. right? What's that like? It's like one in ten. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. I got a C in geometry. <laughs> I think your brain officially shut down for tonight, so why don't we just end this show? All right, I usually have a closing theme song, but I'd rather you guys play something. Do you, have you got one more in you? Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah? Because yeah. here's what I'll do. I'll let you guys play, and, and, and then we'll just shut it down, and we'll, we'll play whatever we do after oh, that. that. sounds and good. All we'll right. all have a beer and, we'll do somebody made up. and enjoy it. So, one last song from Cold Hot Crash coming up here, and I want—I I do want to thank the band for coming in, and, and, and they hung out for most of that lambic discussion we had too. Um, so, hey, way to stick it out, fellas, and uh, hang in there for the performance. Go to coldhotcrash.com, or if you want to download their songs, go to myspace.com/slash/coldhotcrash. Of course, we want to thank our uh, special guest today, Chris Colby of Brew Your Own Magazine. You can go to byo.com to check out that whole thing, and of course, you can subscribe via our homepage. Just click one of those BYO banners, and uh, I think you get a discount. And uh, we also, uh, he helps us for, for helping them. So do that. Please support uh, anybody in the beer industry. And thank you so much, every single one of you, for helping in our uh, donation drive for Linda Stark. We're going to do another one next Sunday. So um, she really and, needs a lot of help. And throughout the week? Podcasters, feel Podcasters free to donate. Just click that donate button right on on the Brewing Network. Every penny that you donate is going to go right to Linda Stark. We're going to send her, you know, a check for that. And tell you what, I'll, I'll photocopy the check and post it up on the forum so that you guys can all see how much you guys actually helped. What are we at right now? We should get one of those big, giant, goofy checks, <laughs> like a big uh, silly eight check, feet long. Yeah, yeah. and then give <laughs> just it to a hold. So here, cash this. Yeah. And what were we at, Daniela, at last count? I think including HCA uh, Industries, we were at 1,950-something or 30-something. That's really great, guys. Man, you, you've done a good job. So keep it up, please. She needs help. And a yeah, big hand to you guys. We're at pink sideburns is what we're at. That's, right. <laughs> That's exactly what we're at. Don't worry, I got pink pubes out of it. So, Dude, uh, and pink eyebrows and a pink beard. Yeah, I got a lot of pink going on me. I'll be at that show. You know what? That'll be good. That'll be good because we need support. Yeah. And JP here is going to have a pink mohawk. And yeah. He might join you for the show, too. There we go. <laughs> Dude, we'll pay for you to get in. Don't leave us hanging. <laughs> <laughs> Cold Hot Crash, December 22nd at the bottom of the hill right here in San Francisco. Take us away, guys, and thanks for coming out. Thank you, guys. Now all of it has gone away, gone away. Slow down and ashamed, still the same, still the same. So break out the razor blades, it's time to kill the competition. I'm not the man you made, I am just your troubled servant. They keep calling me to find the fire and put it out. They keep calling me to drive the ambulance around. They keep calling.
face that it makes, but it makes. So break out the new brigade. Something tells me we'll be working. I'm not at all afraid. Giving everything for nothing. They keep calling me to find the fire and put it out. They keep calling me to drive the ambulance around. They keep calling me to change the mind for jumping out. They keep calling me. They keep calling me. They keep calling me. And they're calling, they're calling, and they're calling. So take for granted all that. I've done just expected to be there now and take for granted all that I've done just expected to be there now and take for granted all that I've done just expected to